0: Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two,
1: one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans.
2: Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing. Nothing but pure sports. This is the JP Show. JP, it is so good to hear you back on the air. Stand by. Now, here's JP. Alright, a hearty good morning to you on this Monday. We are in June. It is summer. It is a freaking summer. Not in Boston, though. It ain't summer in Boston, I can tell you that right now. We'll be talking some Rays today on the show. Some NBA as the Miami Heat came back last night. Woo! I've called for the gentleman's sweep, but this is not how it's supposed to work. So, But it still could be done at 5. We'll uh, hit some NBA today. We'll get into some Bucks talk. It is amazing. When Tom Brady leaves how little research the national media does on the bucks and how <laughs> how i i guess everything we've done for the past 3 years was just all tom brady like was there were there any other players on the field i guess not it was just brady by himself this team's got no chance to do anything now that tom brady's gone oh my I don't think that's not a rallying call within the organization. So we'll talk some Buccaneers today as well. Uh, maybe a little bit of stadium news here and there. And whatever else you guys want to bring up uh, from over the weekend. We'll talk some college football. There's a lot of, of chatter going on after last week's SEC meetings. We really haven't talked much about that. We'll get into that. Um, is there already a little trepidation in Gatorland about Billy Napier? I sense there is. I sense there is. I talked to some uh, Big Gator mm. boosters over the weekend, and um, they're not very happy with the state of the program right now. And I told really? them, yeah, and I told him, chill. My God, the guy's been here for for less than a year, right? Or what? Has it been a year and a half since he's been hired? About a year and a half since he's been hired. Mm.
1: Well. It's funny you, you bring that up, because I'll, I'll, when we get to good that... Good morning to you, Nick. Yeah, good, good, morning. good morning, obviously. Uh, good to see you in studio on a Monday. It's been, yeah. it's been a little bit since we got you in a studio on a Monday. So.
2: It feels good to be here. We're off to the a the good show st- runs so much smoother here. I, We're
1: off to a good start already. But uh, well, I'll bring this up when we get to the Napier article. Uh, one of my uh, my coworkers at On3Sports, Jesse Simonton, had a sit-down with Billy Napier actually uh, yesterday, I believe. Oh, over well. the weekend, let's get him on. And there's some quotes in here from Billy about where he believes the, the program is at at the moment. Mm-hmm. And he has one a quote. I'll just leave you with at the moment. I think every person in our building would say that. Speaking to the program being light years ahead this year than they were last year at this time. So yeah. we'll get to that for sure.
2: Yeah, and before we, just one quick aside. One thing that is is ev- really, evidently um, clear here. Is that the NIL and the transfer portal have massively shifted priorities in college football? And I think some programs are embracing them, and I think some programs are refuting them. And if you do not evolve with the times, you will be extinct. Don't be a dinosaur. Don't be a dinosaur. But unless you're Clemson and you want to be a dinosaur, that's fine. (laughs) Because you will soon be extinct. That's fine. But I think that the programs that are going to and are thriving now, and I would put Florida State right there at the top, are the ones who have figured out how to manipulate the portal NIL and also create an atmosphere where players want to play for more than just money. So I think this is kind of where the sweet spot is. So we're going to have some fun talking about college football and where it is right now. I mean, it's not time to talk about the players as much as it is to talk about the state of the game and where it's at and where it's going. Um, So we'll do that as well. Also, I had some conversations with a bunch of people over the weekend that share your frustration with watching the Rays and watching sports in general. It's getting ridiculous. My frustration
1: with watching the Rays?
2: Yeah, in terms of Bally's... Being on TV and... and, and oh, like streaming Streaming, all yeah, and all that. And it's, you know, over the weekend, the Padres um, broadcast went belly up. They missed the payment last week. I guess that was last week. So they, MLB has taken that over. Um, I don't think that's going to happen with the Rays, but it might. So there's a there's a lot going on in sports television right now. ESPN is, is going to be spun off as a direct-to-consumer cons- app. Mm-hmm. I think that is a disaster waiting to happen for them, because now people are going to have to make a conscious choice whether they want to watch ESPN and pay for it monthly, and ESPN will piss them off ten times in that month, and people will cancel their subscriptions. I think I think ESPN will die on a direct to consumer. Mm. I really do. I think it'll, I think it'll be a huge mistake if they do that.
1: Speaking of speaking of sports television, real quick before we before we get to the Rays, obviously. This this is so perfect you brought this up too, because I'm trying to watch my NASCAR race yesterday and mind you, they're at they're racing at Worldwide Technology Raceway. And guess what happened middle of the race? Stream went out. The entire screen goes out. And I'm thinking like, is my TV like is there something wrong with my TV? You go to Twitter and everybody's screen went out on the NASCAR race and it probably went about for like five or ten minutes, which is a pretty no long way. time during a race. And this was a big technology hit that happened at the entire racetrack. So all the teams, communication between the cars and everything and data coming over from the cars to the, to the pit box, teams lost all of that. It impacted, like, the entire race because there was, like, a fiber issue, like, just off-site from the racetrack. <laughs> so it knocked out the TVs, and it impacted the race at like that. A technology park. Ah technology raceway.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's too good. That's not by accident. I don't think that's by accident. No, and you know, and it's funny. We had this conversation this week too, because um, this weekend people we were talking about how dependent we are on uh, our technology. Because we had uh, working the PPL this weekend, um, ProPadel League, by the way. You, it, what a weekend! Oh my god, we had some of the most incredible matches. I'm like hooked on this sport now, bro. I am freaking hooked on this sport. You you've got to watch this sport. I'm going to send you a couple of matches that you have to watch, and I, I want you to report back to me and just it's it's unbelievable.
1: I've done my my research on the uh, the old U two.
2: Fifty sixty shot rallies are commonplace. It's it's ridiculous, but I, I digress. We too took a hit on our stream. They couldn't get the stream up. Um there was technology issues and there's and it's it's not just, you know, PPL, it's across the board. It's NASCAR, it's everywhere. It seems like technology is failing us dramatically. On so many I don't know about you, but my phone works about half the time now. Um, I have an I have an Apple Eleven. I guess that's a dinosaur at this point. They, you know, yeah, so do I I have the same thing? Yeah, Apple's going to make you you know up, upgrade your technology every three years, whether you like it or not. Which, by the way, I'm saying bye bye to Apple. I'm going over to the to the other side. I'm going to oh, be the green. Text you're going to be green text green, guy. Yes, I am. You, yes, I am.
1: Well, you're going to get less messages from me then. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a benefit!
2: <laughs> I would have done it much earlier had you told me. <laughs> so yeah. Um, that technology is anybody else experiencing this i mean just in general technology has been biting me in the ass now part of it's my fault i will i will well, much, it, much of it is operator it, error it,
1: it, this morning i had i had what go on and this is not operator error i turned on my computer like normal to set up the stream this morning and my computer was not picking up my uh, my camera my camera was like completely dark and it is telling me that i had no camera identified and i'm like what what does that mean i do the same routine every single morning so I had to restart the computer twice this morning before it finally showed up. Yeah. So,
2: technology. It, I'm telling you, it's creeping in. It's creeping in. It's all going to go away soon. Uh, all right. So let's get to, well, let's get down to business here and and talk some Rays baseball. Uh, rained out on Friday. Man, I was really looking forward to watching that game too. Yeah. Um, that was going
1: to be the what Glasnow start.
2: Correct? Yeah. Yeah. And um, cause I, I just I kinda, I was planning on working and and, and uh, just going to bed early because I had to get up for for uh, Padel this weekend. And I just and, and I'm like, damn! And there was like nothing to do. I'm like, damn.
1: I know that my entire night got like flipped upside <laughs> down.
2: Yeah, like, I guess if they were playing in
1: in America's ballpark, This <laughs> would have happened. There Drop you go. A can of field. More Mickey. More Mickey. More examples of Fenway Park being Mickey. There Dis- you go.
2: Dysfunctional, outdated, America's ballpark. It like America. Um, yeah, well, I'll take Fenway Park over Tropicana Field any day of the week and Wrigley Field not, any not, day of the week. Not this no weekend.
1: weekend. This was not the best representation that Fenway Park had to yeah. offer this week with the weather, which, by the way, how is it 50 degrees in June? Somebody please figure this out for me. Swirling winds, because rain. You, because you awful. have
2: a gas-powered car, that's why. That's, I'll just leave it at that, you environmental wrecker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, no it and it's it was it was beautiful in Chicago when I was there wasn 't it was It was perfect the weather appears been been i mean we get we get our storms but it it 's weird like fifty degrees in in Boston in June yeah not even that is is supposed to be happening
1: well i 'm happy it did happen because if you didn 't know before this series, now you do. The Red Sox, I believe, have the worst defense in Major League Baseball. They're bad. <laughs> and that We're was bad. on full display. They're you bad. throw some swirling winds up in the air and some Please rain. tell me you have the call of
2: the Little League home run. Oh, of course I have that. I want to he- hear that. It would, it would. And if we can only put the calliope music behind it, <laughs> I'll just do it. I'll do it. All right, whenever you're ready, let's play. So this happened. It basically won the game for the Rays as uh, they beat the Red Sox six two on Sunday, and this was a big part of it. Yandi Diaz at the plate. What two guys on?
1: Oh a runner on
2: first with two outs. Runner on first with two outs and see what the see what the Red Sox can turn this into. Like a velocity. Runner takes off and wow. that ball's gonna be chopped through the open
0: right side. Margot's going to go to third. They're going to wave him around. The throw comes back to the infield. The runner has scored. Now the throw back into second base goes into center field, and that's going to give Diaz an opportunity, and he will circle the bases and score standing up. How about that? That's the Rays pick up two runs. Music. Margot scored from first and Yandy circled the bases standing up first thing well, Right you here, You get aggressive Diaz, right here Brady Williams right with the set up.
2: and the ball was coming in to the infield it Had to be redirected to the plate It was wide that throw was wide and nobody's home because everybody was going after the Yandy Diaz <laughs> hit So that ball rolls out into center field it had to be chased down Yandy could have walked in but it all started with Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the best part is the cutaway after the throw from the catcher that goes into center field. You see three outfielders, like <laughs> like three blind mice, <laughs> no, going they're just, right between them. One of them
1: was just standing there like this, like yeah. with like, his glove, like really yeah. cross-armed. I'm like, what are, you, what are you guys doing? You got two guys just standing next to each other, literally in right field, like having a conversation during this play.
2: Well, the first thing that goes wrong, I mean, it, it, uh, the chop into right field, and you know Margot stealing, and the Rays – Running game is just off the charts right now. Thirty for their last thirty steals, but they're but more than that, they're making other teams make these plays. They're constantly putting pressure on them, and the right field who's, who's playing right field there? I forget who that was, but they come in. I mean, that's a lazy ass attempt, you know, because they're just like okay, you know, be runners on first and third maybe or whatever. Um, if you go back to the beginning of the play,
1: was that Verdugo? I think
2: it, yeah, yeah, might be yeah. I mean, just look how lazy he is going after the ball. You know, there's no sense of urgency whatsoever.
1: No, and you can see it right there. Yeah. The way he picks the ball up is yeah. really awkward.
2: Yeah. It's there's really no awkward. He's not, coming forward.
1: He's not no. coming forward with it. He's coming to a complete stop.
2: Yeah. There's no sense of urgency whatsoever to get to the baseball. Uh, and then, so, so much so yeah. that Margot, who is r- coming all the way from first base, is waved home.
1: Look at this throw. Yeah. Look and, how yeah. far yeah. out this ball is.
2: Yeah. It's awful. It's just, it's just That's just a baseball team that's just going through the motions. Well, and the,
1: and the same thing happened uh, earlier in the game when it was 1-1 to in the third inning, or the fourth inning, I believe, and the Rays had the bases loaded for Manny Margot, and he hits the ball to left field, and not and obviously it was just a ground ball, and they were kind of playing up anyway because the bases were loaded, and there's two outs, I think there was. He hits it 110 off the bat, and Yoshida bobbles it. Yoshida bobbles it in the outfield. So right then and there, it should have been one run, no, no, uh, no harm, no foul, really, right? Get out of it with one run, but it ends up being two. Yep. I mean, those are the plays. That's what I said yesterday. I'm like, is this like the worst? This is the worst defense I think I've seen in all year long.
2: And it's not. It's not just bad defense. It's lack of urgency. Yeah. I mean, they just play with a lack of urgency that um, you know is very reminiscent of uh, the you know the the fat cat Yankees at times. Um, And the Rays are the team that's always pushing, 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 trying to be aggressive, aggressive, you know, just constantly putting pressure on you. And, you know, they're just all they always play like the underdog, which is what they are. And it's such a great part of their DNA. And I think, you know, we've talked about this many times. It's a big part of why they've been so successful. It's. The reason why they, you know, it's not the main reason why they don't have superstars on their team, but it's part of their DNA. They don't want superstars on their team. They want a lot of really good players. Yeah. And if Wander becomes a superstar, so be it. All right, that's the good part of it. And the Rays win two or three. They'll play the the, uh, makeup for Friday's game today at 4 o'clock. It's Sugar Shane Day, right?
1: Sugar Shane Day, yep, to try to get three out of four.
2: Yeah, which, um, you know, with him on the mound.
1: I ain't betting against it.
2: Well, if I bet on him. (laughs) You should bet against it because if I bet on him again, like I did last week, in that's Chicago, true. That's
1: true. Then you can just you stay wrap away. That you up. stay away from the betting tonight.
2: All right, all right. No, I will not bet on on. I could bet on the Red Sox and ensure a Rays win. All right.
1: Well, could do Just that, stay away. Just stay away. away.
2: Okay. Um. So anyway, yeah, this is this is where this is where the Rays are right now, and the problem is they're breaking down big time and this injury list is the only thing that's going to keep this team from having a great season. And I I just, I, you know, I don't follow the other teams around the league as closely, but I can't see another team in this league that just is beleaguered by injuries. The way this team is with this, with the pitching staff. Um, and now all the position players, Wander Franco has a hamstring issue. Where have we heard that before? That's not good. Um, Siri's got a right shoulder issue. He had to be pulled from the game. Um, and your boy, Brandon Lau, now has a back injury and was scratched an hour before yesterday's.
1: And it's weird because they initially announced it as a shoulder injury, right? Or no, a leg injury. They initially said it was a leg injury, and then after the game they said it was a back. And he seemed pretty frustrated after the game Yeah, with this. Because this is a reoccurring issue with him.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and this could be a blessing in disguise, though. Let's all be just – and we're not wishing any injury on anyone. That's not what we're doing here. But, um, you know, we're keeping it real. It could be a blessing in disguise and give Taylor Walls more playing time that he needs. And uh, we hope that he gets better, Brandon Lau. But I just – it just seems that the the juju has gone bad with this guy. Like, it's just – it just seems like it's never going to get right with him. I could be wrong, but it just seems that way. Whether it's injuries or just elongated slumps, whatever it is, it seems like we're really, really trying to wedge this this square peg into a round hole.
1: Well, the play. Well, here is what we don't I don't need to. What I didn't understand, it's like we put him lower in the lineup the series prior, and I don't know if the correlation's there or not, but he. Maybe he was more relaxed, less pressure, and he hit a home run, right? Yep. And to win them a game. And then, again, uh, at Wrigley. And then in this series, he comes back, and what is he doing? He's hitting in the three hole. He's hitting in the two hole. He's starting a game at shortstop, of all places. He ended up back at second in that game. And I'm sure you saw it. We all saw it. The the pop-up to Brandon Lau. Now, I know that swirling winds were going on, and that's a, that's a fair, valid you know, reason for why that play ended up being tougher than what it was. But what did I say? When you're going through it, it just seems like the ball will find you, mm-hmm. and something crazy will happen to make it even harder on you. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened in that moment for Brandon Lau. It felt like that was going to be the reason why they were going to lose that game and drop that doubleheader. Now, fortunately, the Rays were able to rally later in the game, get it done, move on. Uh, but and then he's obviously scratched from the lineup yesterday. I, I just how long? It's like not. It's not that I'm saying he needs to be sit down to Triple A or anything like that. It's just how much longer can you afford to continue to pencil him in in the top four in the lineup? And then everybody is like trying to tell me like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna snap out of it. He's gonna snap out of it. And he's gonna go on this hot streak. It's like, but he's killing you right now. Killing. He's absolutely killing you right now. I mean, some of his mistakes that he makes, whether it be in the field or at the plate with runners on, and he's striking out in key opportunities or not getting productive outs. What was the number I told you? How many times did the Rays lose in the month of May? Twelve times? Yeah. And they lost nine of them by one run. Yep. I mean, how many games of those do they win if Brandon Lau's making a smarter play at the plate? Right? Uh, I look at it like three that. Three or four when more? The, the margins are very thin, because most see, of the time the Rays are beating, themso- right. beating themselves. The or other beating teams, the other team. Yes.
2: So you, nobody talks about it. When you're winning this much, it doesn't stand out as much. If yeah. the Rays were losing, people would be screaming a lot more. Correct. So, but that shouldn't change your evaluation of how he's playing. You know, it, does it give you a little bit more luxury to allow him maybe to find himself? Yeah, but it's, this is not a one-year thing. This is, you know, it's been a while it, since it, he it, hit 39 home yeah, so runs. Saying,
1: thank you. Thank yes. you. please. Yeah. Everyone stop telling me that he hit 40 home runs and he did this and he did that. I'm, I don't want to hear it anymore. That was 2021. How many injuries has he had since then? A lot. A lot. And how many back injuries has he had?
2: A lot. And how many bad at-bats has he had in key situations? A lot. A lot.
1: Uh, Yeah, so stop telling me about his potential. We're using that word again. Brandon Lau is 29 years old, okay? No. I, he's, I already, he's already hit the apex of what he's going to be, or what he could have been. 2021 was it. He is clearly on the downswing right now. And much of it has to do with injuries and a lack of confidence that I'm seeing yeah. in him. And, and, and that's fair to call it out, by the way. Just because of the Rays are 42 and 19, yeah.
2: that's awesome. And it doesn't. But we need to call it out. Yeah, and when, you know we're not kicking a guy when he's down and injured. I mean, this is. It's not personal. No, it's and,
1: not. And I'll call it out right now. There's a lot of people making some very personal remarks on Twitter because that's what people do. Right. Right? And it's rude and saying that he yeah. needs to lose his job and all that crap, but. I'm not saying that, but hey, listen.
2: This is big. This is big league baseball. He's well compensated. Yeah. If he doesn't make, you know, if he doesn't play again the rest of his life, he's 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 going to be okay. Okay. Let's not, you know, let's not do the woe is me thing. It's this is professional sports. You get into it, you know, you're going to be criticized, and that's this is part of it. You know, it's not even. It's I hate to call it. It's not real life, but it's not real life. <laughs> I mean, you're not working for a living. You're playing baseball and making millions and millions of dollars doing it. So, you know, he'll be okay. But we have to look at this from a baseball perspective, and there's better players on this team. There's better players in this organization. I was going
1: to say, there's a certain guy who's starting to mash right now in AAA, who, although not great in the field, I know what he gives me from a hitting perspective, and that's Jonathan Aranda. Hey, you forgot about him, right? Right. He's starting to mash in in AAA right now. Mm -hmm. He's on a heater at the moment. So if I don't think it would hurt the Rays to put him on the I.L.
0: No,
2: I mean just.
1: I don't think it would hurt whatsoever. He needs to get his mind right, come back, be refreshed. I want Brandon Lau to be a contributor.
2: I do. And this, but... I don't mean, I'm not saying this as a personal thing, but tell me if I'm wrong. When you look at all the players on this team and the vibe and the culture of this team, he sticks out like a sore thumb. Eh. I just I just, his, his demeanor, and I know he's struggling, so he shouldn't be out there, you know, farting confetti, but it's, he just, he just doesn't seem like he's he got the energy level that everybody else has, that he's locked in like everybody else he's has, not, he's that he not, moves like not, everybody else does. I'll just does. put it
1: this. He's he not just, loose. Right. He's, he's not rigid. loose.
2: He's just, yes, great, great. That's a great way to put it. He doesn't play Everybody loose. else is loose and, and playing athletically and doing all he, these he things. He
1: looks like he's going up to the plate, and he's really thinking a lot.
2: Right. He's thinking, and he's like, he's brooding, and yeah. it's just, he's just got a bad vibe.
1: Yeah, I'll put it that I'll, I'll put it that way more so than the other one. Yeah.
2: All right. So we've, we've belabored that, I know, but... um. Be that as it may, they still win three out of four, and then you know they should have swept the doubleheader on Saturday. You're up four to nothing, and <laughs> well. you know uh, <laughs> Beeks, my man, Beeks, Beeks and Beeks. <laughs> and I know the I know the bullpen's not going to be perfect all the time, but they were hey, really he, bad. He, in may.
1: He, and to be fair, Beaks has been pretty. Pretty darn good, yep, really. He has. It's one outing that kind of dooms him, in. that's the life of being a relief pitcher. Mm-hmm. They're calling f- one day, they're propping you up. The next day, they're calling for your job. Right, I exactly. get it. Exactly. What What bummed me out though is the only guy who did his job that day was Joey LaSalsa. Joey LaSalsa, and he gets rewarded with getting DFA'd immediately after that game. That's yeah. my problem. Like, did you? Did are we? Is it a little too quick of a trigger on Joey LaSalsa?
2: I think a lot of that has to do with guys that have options left, you know, and those who don't I, I and, get how it. Many, and how many options are left. I get it, and Armstrong, breaks. they had
1: to make moves because Armstrong was coming back and they right. went and got this Robert Stevenson from, uh, what, Pittsburgh, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's because of the name and the fact that we were hyping him up all week and then he just gets DFA just like that.
2: But, yeah.
1: Life of a relief pitcher.
2: Yeah, and he'll be back. I think he'll be back. I'm hoping
1: he yeah. doesn't get past because he had two pretty good outings, I yeah. thought.
2: Yeah, I thought he did too. I think he can help this team, and he's, and he's getting better and better. Well, because
1: a lot of people, I think, saw Beaks. That, I think everybody was done with Beaks after that game is yeah. what it was.
2: Which is not fair.
1: It's, pr- it's probably not
2: fair. Yeah, we've got to be a little bit more. Um, but, it, again, it's... The, the fact that the bullpen has been an issue for a month now, and I don't see it getting any better when you got to go get guys like Stevenson, who did a nice job when he came in the other day. Um, it just it, it feels like it is a just a glaring weakness on this team, and it's not getting any better. It's not getting any better. Um, they're going to have to make a move. And, they, again, I, I think this is – every team's got to do it, but I think they, they need a an experienced – Closer. If they can find one, a ex- good experienced closer would be nice. And I'd still not think not cheap, not cheap. But you got a You've got a general. You know, once in a decade team here. You, you've you've got a great. You've got a big lead. Well, and well, I don't want not say you got a big lead, but you you're going to make 14, the playoffs. Yeah, yeah you're going to make the playoffs. It have to be an epic collapse, not to make make the playoffs. But this team is special. I think it's special. So this is like you know, just like with the lightning. You know, uh, Brees Bois saw the opening. His team was ready to win, wanted them to continue to win. And this is where you go all in. This is where you put all your chips in.
1: Well, and I think they're they're very... As we
2: mentioned, there are no super dominant teams in the league this year where i could say it's what the texas rangers am i afraid of the texas rangers oh, i'm
1: afraid of their offense
2: yeah they I mean, they're playing well there's no question but am i you know uh, am i scared of the texas rangers in a, in a seven game series no i'm not not with our not with our, our our a pitching and we if we can go get a closer and i'd still would like to get a a, a what i would say a b level starter cuz well, i don't I, think... well, look
1: at josh fleming by the way who there you go on the shelf now. There we left, go. What did we left forearm strain? Is that what I heard? Yeah. Here we go again. Here we go again. With Josh Fleming? Yeah. I mean that one kind of just came out of nowhere, I think, the other day. Yeah. Uh with with him. Seriously, he was a sacrificial lamb, by the way, against the Dodgers. Yes. Like seriously he was. Yeah. And this proves it. So now you have another hole there. So I'm guessing we're gonna see Yanni soon, which I'm okay with. Yeah. Yanni's done a good job of getting outs, even if he's not the same guy that he was prior to the injuries. Uh, And and at least yesterday, too, Todd Bradley got to mention him. Yeah,
2: yes, yes. Every
1: start, he continues to, to me, he looks like, he just looks like he's been around for, like, five or seven years, no? Yeah,
2: yeah, Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I I just think that they're going to, they're going to need it. It's not just Fleming, but, you know, as much as, I like what I've seen out of glass now, you know, that was a good, that was a good outing. Mm -hmm. Um. wasn't off the charts but it was good. It was good and he got through it. But I still don't I, I can't count on him for the rest of the season.
1: It's hard to. Yeah. But I mean I like the fact that they let him go 90 pitches. Yeah. And I they seem too. and they and I think Kevin Cash had said it before the game like, "Hey, we're going to try to stretch him out as far as we can here." Good. So, it seems like they're taking the gloves off and letting Tyler Glasnow just good. go out there and be a competitor. Good. So, I think that's a good thing. So, and you look at the way Todd is pitching like this is still like, this rotation still McClanahan, Glasnow, Eflin, the way he's been throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Todd Bradley, the way he's been throwing the ball. You still have four. I mean, that's an um. How many rotations are better than that
2: one? I need more. I need more. You want more? I need more. I need more because I can't count on class now making it to the end of the season. And are
1: you counting on Todd Bradley having. Because he's had moments during games where it looks like he's like a pitch away from like really like kind of fallen, fallen out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he always seems to get it back, you know? That's great. And he's able to recover. That's great for a young But it's young almost player. like because he's such a rookie, we're so accustomed to thinking, okay, eventually he's going to hit a wall. But I don't know. He seems different to me, like the mentality on he's the mound. Got,
2: he's got this stuff, and he's got, he's got a demeanor about him that's just so calm. He doesn't seem to get rattled at all. No, it's
1: just next pitch. Yeah. Get the next guy out. And yeah. he attack. He's attacking hitters now. Oh, God, yes. Like, remember when he was first coming in, like the first start against Boston? I think he was throwing that fastball like 94, 95. Yeah. Now he's pumping it. If he has to get an out, I see 98 and 99 routinely. He's hitting yeah. it on the gun. Yeah. So he's pitching with confidence and he's just going after
2: it now. I, I love what I've seen from him. But again, you know, how far can he take it? What's the max innings that he's pitched in his career? Maybe what, 120? in a season. If that, I'd have to go look. But, you, you know, you're not going to... And obviously, he joined the team late, but you know, it's, it's not going to be a 200-inning season, but how fresh will he be at the end? That's, that's the key. Uh, Alright, let's get some comments in here real quick um, from our wonderful guys on our YouTube. Um, Lonnie says, uh, JPR, remember you talking to Wade Boggs last year on the show and him talking about the big contract maybe causing players do not try as hard. I think that has benefit of raise absolutely you know you could just go around it 's because it 's a hundred and sixty two game season, and when you get those big contracts that you 're just you know days that you come to the park you don 't have to you just feel like it, it, the money's already made you know i, I don 't say you consciously say i 'm not going to play hard today, I think it 's all subconsciously, and when you 're trying to get to that level of making mega dollars, you come to the park every day hungry. And, and wanting to play as hard as you possibly can. I think it's, there's no question it's a factor
1: well, let me, again, in baseball. A good example, I always use them as my favorite example, is, is what's going on in San Diego yep. with all the high-priced hitters they have. And you want to talk about struggling, the Padres? Yeah. It's bad. It is really bad. And how about Manny Machado? He's hitting two twenty two with Ooh. five home runs and 19 rubies. Manny Machado, after that fat contract he
2: signed. And he, he really hasn't been good since he signed that contract. And not as good as he was before.
1: Well, last year he was playing at like an MVP clip. This yeah. year, he's, the, the wheels have completely fallen off. Well, and the how previous about, couple years how about weren't the, great either. No, he was pretty, he's been pretty consistent. I'll give him that. How about Alexander Bogarts? One of the most consistent players with Boston? 252, 7-21. and 21. With that 11-year, whatever, however much contract it was. Yeah. Right? Nowhere near the level of what you'd expect him to be. Juan Soto, big contract. Hitting two fifty three, ten twenty seven. He's an on base machine. Yeah. But you would expect the numbers to be a little bit better for what yeah the caliber a player. Yeah. Great example is San Diego. Yeah. Look at what Darvish is doing. Blake Snell. Both the guys have ERAs in the mid fours, and they're getting paid a good amount of money.
2: Great example. Yeah. It's it. As bad as you know it is, the playing field is in baseball in terms of it not being level. That seems to be an equalizer. You can pay a lot of money for a lot of these players, but in the end, it, and then you also have to look at postseason, though. Sometimes it, these these are guys that definitely get up for the postseason. Yeah, most of there's them. a difference yeah. there. They're, they, I think they probably view the regular season as, as drudgery. Well, you
1: got to make it. To the, you got to do yeah, exactly. something. In the have You got to do just enough. You gotta right. Do enough. Right now, the Padres right. are 27 and 33. They're not even close. Yeah,
2: that's not going to be enough to get you in the playoffs. And where you can show off.
1: No, but I mean, all, I think we reached the third, the, the, uh, what, we're a third of the way through the season. Mm-hmm. And I'm just asking myself, you know, I mean, obviously 42 and 19 is great. We've established, we just went over what the Rays need. You know what we didn't say? We didn't say they need a left handed uh, bopper anymore. No. They right. have solved that. I think we're good. I think we're good. I think we we're good. We saw Rayleigh and can Josh Lowe continue when they get opportunities. They just continue to do their thing. There's nothing they need in the lineup, I
2: don't think. I wouldn't touch the the
1: and, position players. and pitching is their specialty, and they know mm-hmm. where to find these gems. I'm sure. I heard this Stevenson, by the way. He's mm-hmm. got like he's got one of these nastiest sliders in baseball. Yeah, I heard that, and, he and I'm it like, at it makes 98, 99. sense. exactly. I'm but like, that,
2: it's so funny. You hear these guys, they come here, and I'm like, okay, he's throwing ninety eight. He's got a great slider. Why is his ERA five one nine? Like what? Like what?
1: It doesn't make sense. It but even no even sense. a Deekman who had an eight A with Chicago was put on waivers. The race picked him up. If you look at the metrics, some of the underlying analytics. He's actually had the best stuff this year. There's like a there's a number there's a yeah. stat for it. Just trust me. Yeah. I won't bore you to death with it. But he's had the best B-I-C-P-R. whatever. He's got the <laughs> best stuff of any Rays reliever this year, and he had an eight A before he got here. They just find these guys, and if you notice what they gave up for Stevenson, they gave up a 2021st round pick, who was Aleko Williams. He's got no use for the Rays because he's a shortstop, and you know he'll never make it to the major league level, obviously. But that's a pretty high caliber prospect to give up for a guy for a 5.19 ERA. Yeah. I mean, so that tells me already that they're going to be going for it when we get to July. Yeah. And we start really seeing the teams being open for business.
2: Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see what moves they make, and I think they're going to be aggressive. Uh, Jordan G. says, big day today in sports. You guys from 10 to noon. Oh, thanks for including us. We have Gators versus Texas Tech in a winner-take-all game seven in Gainesville. That's cool to go to the Super Regionals. The Rays at 4 o'clock and then finals uh, game two at 8 o'clock tonight with, uh, with the hockey as Vegas took game one with three goals in the third period to break open. Yeah, at man, two-two it is game a hell of sports day that right It is a there. good sports day right there.
1: I've been telling you, man, this there's, is there's an underrated time right now.
2: Yeah, and you only need 16 streaming services to get all this.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, Jordan, I need, about, I need about five TVs and you five your, phones. you got
2: your fan stream, RHS TV app, right, Jordan, and then for us. And then Gators Texas Tech is probably on. ESPN Plus, I'm ESPN assuming. Plus or ESPN2, maybe. And then uh, raise at 4, you need the Bally's app. Right for yeah. that, and then the hockey. <laughs> I don't even know what channel the hockey's gonna, on. Tonight. It's on TNT. TNT.
1: Which doesn't that make that feel so lesser? Yes. That it, like the like the NBA is on ABC, mm-hmm. and hockey's just fooling around on TNT.
2: Yeah. Really. Yeah, there was a day back in the day when I just you you just said oh there's a game on and you turned on your television set and you just you had to go through about six channels. And you could find where the game was. Now you got to go look it up. So, oh, it's on Peacock. Okay, now now I got to go get my smart TV out and go. Do I have Peacock or not? I forgot. Did I stream it? Did I trial it? Am I being charged for? for it? It's like oh oh yes I am, and I haven't watched Peacock in six months, and I just spent forty five dollars in streaming fees, and it's, just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I don't know. Somebody's got to fix this. Which
1: I'll, I'll send everybody the reminder right now, but there's a game in July. The Braves are coming to town to face your Rays, right. which is going to be very fun, by the way. Yeah. And I think one of those games got chosen to be a Peacock exclusive. A Peacock exclusive. A Peacock exclusive.
2: <sighs> it's, it's enough to make you buy tickets is, to go to the truck. <laughs> which, by the way,
1: I know everybody might scoff at that, but think about that. They're, they only do like a handful of these a year, right? Right. And the Rays were chosen the first time around at home against the Dodgers, and now we're chosen again against the Braves at home. So,
2: Well, the Dodgers and the Braves are big draws anyway.
1: Yeah, but the fact that they threw the Rays in there and yeah. it's Rays home games, yeah. I think that's a pretty cool thing.
2: Yeah, well, I, I think the Rays, I've, I've watched a lot of MLB Network recently because mm-hmm. I found it on my streaming service. Finally, it's about time. And, uh, yeah, I really I love their content.
1: They lead with the Rays a lot.
2: They do. They talked. Uh, Carlos Pena. Carlos
1: Pena and Vasquezian were on last night.
2: I watched. Their, I watched. They did. They must have did like fifteen twenty minutes on the Rays. Yeah. I was like, damn. Well, I hope Carlos. And, would. You know, un, and unlike other national media, especially and in, in, in the NFL and the box, and we'll get to that. Uh, they know what they're talking about. Like yeah. When they, when I listen to the MLB Network, I'm like, okay, these guys are plugged in. Like they know <laughs> what they're talking about with the Rays. And you know, one of the things Carlos was was talking about was. And we, of course, have, have talked about this from the very beginning of the season, even in spring training, is how much the Rays are taking advantage of these new rules. And, you know, getting rid of uh, G Man was part of it. You know, mm-hmm. even though we love G Man, he has some power, he's just not athletic. Yeah. You've got to have more athletic team out there. And, and the Rays, I would submit have one of the fastest, most athletic teams in baseball.
1: I think it's not even close.
2: Yeah, and they're taking advantage of that. Um, and their pitchers have always pitched at, at a high pace. They teach that in the organization. They didn't, the, the Rays didn't need a pitch clock. So when that thing came up, that was something that was very much already in our DNA. And while there are other teams I think are struggling with it, and struggling with the rules and bitching about the that, rules, the Rays embrace it. That's what and I'm like, saying. We're going to use it to our advantage, and they are killing it I just, this. I
1: just don't see any, like, like. there's a few times where I think Yandy and Wander have had it where they get called for a strike or whatever. Yeah. For, but it's only happened, like, maybe, like, four or five times throughout yeah, the year. Our manager's
2: not getting kicked out of, you know,
1: like, I I don't, I don't see anybody raising hell, and I, that's what I'm saying. I think everybody on this team in general, like, I, I used the word earlier when we were discussing Brandon Lau, everybody's just playing loose. They're all just playing very loose, yep. and they're having fun.
2: Yeah, and that's uh, you know, we got to give a shout out to Kevin Cash for that as well. <laughs> Speaking of shout out, shout out to my buddy Hermo and the Jeeves Law Group, J E E V E S Law dot com. Uh, my buddy Hermo, I'm trying to get him into padel. He's an old uh, uh, D one college tennis player. I'm like, bro, you got to play this game. You got your, you he'll be really good at it. Um, but it's. He'll love it. and you, you guys will love it, too. You've got to go to YouTube, Pro Padel League. Check it out. It, it was freaking unbelievable this weekend, some of the matches that we had. Really, really fun stuff. So uh, shout out to Hermo. I'm,
1: I'm like dying laughing at Richie's comment here. What did he say? He What'd said, said Nikki numbers when talking sabermetrics. This guy has a good op numbers. <laughs> add to his QRS TUV average, and he will get you the W.
2: So true. So true. Be, be, go on Baseball Reference and get your no. Your go to Bips.
1: Fan Fangraphs fan, fan, fan Graphs is where and, I do it.
2: Yeah, Fangraphs. and yeah, they, they've they've got to come up with some better like um, acronyms for these things.
1: Well, I'm I'm still like even though like I trust in some of these analytics, like I have like surface level knowledge enough to be able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I still think these two things right here are the best way to evaluate sports. I still will believe that.
2: If but, you can watch a team all the time like we watch the Rays, we, we don't need analytics to tell you what um, a lot of these guys bring to the table. But when, it, helps, it helps a lot more when you're looking up other teams because yeah. we don't watch them. I, the well,
1: places. I actually use it for the Rays, though, because I know the Rays are deep into fan graphs and all these numbers, I'm sure. So, like, I try to have some kind of knowledge because I'm trying to think how they think, if that makes sense. Like, when they go acquire a pitcher, I immediately go look at their Fangraphs card, and you're able to figure out, okay, that's the reason why they're getting this guy. Because there's always some kind of hidden number that nobody else is looking at.
2: Uh, Derek asked me a question here, and he said, JP, have you been following this ridiculous Travis Rudolph trial? If this young man is convicted, I might blow a gasket. I have not. I have not, but I will definitely dig into it. Is this the
1: the former USF or FSU receiver?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the first initial reports, I thought, you know, I, I, this is why I haven't been following it, to be quite honest. The initial reports, and this is my fault because I didn't do the research that I needed to do, were really bad. I was like, oh, my God, what the hell is going I, on I, uh,
1: I admittedly have not, like, and, followed it And so
2: I just kind of took the first impression that it was bad and he did something really bad, and which you can never do in these cases. You should not do it. That's my bad, Derek. So I'm going to go dig in. And I don't want to comment on it now. Obviously, I want to make sure we do some research because with issues like this, you you don't want to just you know talk off the top of your head. We do that with other stuff, baseball stuff, but not with something like this. So I will di- uh, I will digest that and and we'll uh, do something on the show with it tomorrow, Derek. So I appreciate you bringing that to the to the uh, to the table because yeah, our, our justice system right now, oh, wow. It is. It's not justice. It's it's political. It's ridiculous BS going on. It's it's horrible to see. Never thought I'd see it like this in this country ever. But we are a banana republic, communist political prosecution country now. I never ever thought I would see this in the United States, but it is, it is on. It is on, and um, disgusting to watch. So we'll we'll see what's going on with this trial. And we'll get back to you on that. All right. We'll take a break, and we'll come back on the other side and want to get into some bucks talk here. The National Narratives um, knuckleheads are out there in full force. But I'm going to tell you why this is a good thing for the Buccaneers. It's a great thing for the Buccaneers. Quick break, back in three, here on the J.P. Pearson Show. Stay with us. Guys, are you experiencing those feelings of getting older, lower sex drive, fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, or you just don't feel like you had the vitality you once had? It's a chronic problem here in the United States. You're not just getting old. It's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well. So do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area modern medicine look testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment it takes a professional targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness vitality and emotional stability not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use they will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results folks i've been on testosterone therapy for over six years and it is a life Changer, You will feel and look better than you did 10 years ago. Give them a call at 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. That's 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. JP here for the Jeeves Law Group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by, never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies these larger companies will promise bigger settlements but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results if you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms check out the Jeeves Law Group go to JeevesLawGroup.com tell them JP sent you get a free consultation It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls. But as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them paying $800 left after making the call, 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles, 877-652-0244. Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated. EPI, you've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa. And for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events, the biggest to the smallest. Solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events. The Warrior Games, which was an Olympic style event all over. Uh, Tampa Bay from McDill to the Convention Center to USF. They did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well. Uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through Extravaganza Productions. Productions.com or call 813 621 4700. Extravaganza Productions, they are awesome. Coming back at you now. More with JP on Fan Stream Sports. It's only just begun. The other thing that's interesting about streaming is like this show, like this show will pop up in crazy places because we're on RHS TV. And the RHS TV app is is global, and it you know it can get downloaded in a lot of different places. So you will it'll it'll just be available like in a hotel room. I'm like in a hotel room, like oh, there's the RHS TV app. I can watch our show in Chicago, <laughs> bizarre. And then somebody just sent me um, uh, the Rocky Mountain Region AT and T Sportsnet channel is going to have the Propadel League on today. So I was doing play by play for the Propadel League yesterday. And now that's going to be if you're in in Denver or in the Rocky Mountain region on your AT&T Sportsnet, I'll just pop up. Your doing, mug will pro, just pop right just up there. Pop up doing on the Rocky Mountain
1: deal. Sports Network. Yeah,
2: it's like all the crap you want you can't get and stuff like this you don't want. It's like there it is. <laughs> it's all there for you. But now nah, you may once you watch it you <laughs> want it. So yeah, bizarre.
1: By the way, my, streaming. Com- my computer is definitely listening to me. I think I've established that because I have a bunch of weird technology terms that are now popping up in my What's Happening feed. Like, literally a tab for technology has just popped up on my laptop. At, at, at what point
2: does this really scare you?
1: <laughs> That's, I've never seen it that instantaneous before.
2: So yesterday, we're at, at golf yesterday, everybody was like, hey, my buddy came up with this idea, and it's a great idea. He says, grab your wife's phone and just start talking into it. Like, Siri, <laughs> Callaway Golf Clubs. Siri, Stealth driver with Father's Day coming up. (laughs) Yeah, he'll be in her ads all over the place. You'd be like, honey, what is a Callaway uh, paradigm?
1: Oh, my goodness. I got (laughs) to tell you this, too. Casey scared the ever-living out of me yesterday. And she wasn't even home. And she scared me inside the home. She's in Sarasota for the weekend. I walked outside to, like, take Riley on a walk or whatever. I'm coming back up, and I'm trying to unlock the door. And we have the ring doorbell. Right. Well, all of a sudden, I hear a... Hey, like a loud one, and it like it. I jumped a little bit. Not even gonna lie, I jumped a little bit. And I'm hearing like these noises coming all over the place, and I'm like, "What is going on?" And it's like coming out of my doorbell. And her friends, I guess, had like were like saying all this like weird gibberish through the doorbell, and everyone <laughs> you can hear it then when you're walking in.
2: What? like what were they messing with you? <clears throat> yes, they they
1: were they were messing with me. <laughs> but I'm like, how I just don't understand how they could say something into their phone. <laughs> miles away and it's coming over my doorbell.
2: So the Ring doorbell <laughs> is a, is a two-way interactive? Yes, it or has a speaker? Yeah, because oh, yeah, it could Then I can scare talk back. Away, then yeah. I can
1: talk back. And then also we have like this like Amazon Echo thing in the house. I don't know, Casey oh, set it up. Oh no. And so when she goes to like the store or something, it's always
0: listening. Yeah.
1: When she goes to the store or something, then she'll send me she says it into her phone or types it and then the Amazon lady or whatever it is on the thing. I don't know. the Siri version of Amazon. Yeah. Will be like Nick Casey needs help with the groceries outside, so that's the that way she knows. That's way I, that's my key then to get up and go outside.
2: Because she can't text you. Hey, I just got home. I need help with. Well, the she groceries. thinks it's cool. <laughs> that's what you know. What ninety five percent of this technology stuff is? You can you don't need it. You don't. There's other things you can use if we used forever and it works just fine. But now it's like no. I can I can talk into my Ring app and have Nick meet me at the door to help me with the groceries. You could have done that with a text message. You don't need a Ring doorbell app to do that.
1: We pay a lot of money for our technology. I know. If you you haven't noticed yet.
2: And think about all the technology that you use and how much of it is redundant. (laughs) Like people have an iPhone, an Apple Watch, an iPad, and a Mac computer. And your phone does everything that those things do.
1: Yeah, that's why I would never, I would never want an iPad. I, what, what would I use an iPad for? I, I see for?
2: people like, oh, you got an Apple Watch. Oh, that's cool. You, don't you have an Apple phone? <laughs> oh, yeah. What does the watch do that the phone? Well, I can just look at my watch and see the text message. Oh, it's too hard to turn your phone over?
1: I hate <laughs> it, actually, because then I'm constantly getting buzzed.
2: Right. You're constantly getting buzzed. <laughs> I don't
1: even wear my Apple. My Apple Watch sits, like, downstairs somewhere. It hasn't been charged in months. Yeah. And it was like a two hundred dollar apple watch. Yes. It's worthless.
2: Yeah. Every like i like, I don't need somebody's like, do You want an Apple Watch? I'm like, no. The, the only time I, I use don't want it. An apple watch. The only time
1: I use it is for like you can like they do the thing where you can breathe a little bit and it'll tell you like your like pulse and your heartbeat and all that. That's the only thing I think I ever used it for.
2: I'm gonna get through the day without knowing what my pulse rate is. <laughs> and by the way, if I wanna take my pulse, I know how to do it. I don't need an app to tell me I don't need to have to set up a separate <laughs> app to tell me my freaking pulse rate. You know, and now, I, you know, we got these uh, biofeedback things that are going to tell you, it, which I do think, and Chris Lugo is going to come on, and he's he's talked me into that. Like, the the biofeedback thing, what is measured is managed. Okay, so that, you know, and I guess if, you, but I would rather have a a, a dedicated biofeedback device than an Apple Watch that does that and this and all these other things that are redundant on my phone. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like I have to keep up with each thing, right? You have to. I have to check the Apple Watch, and then you have to check the this message system. You have to check this message system. I mean, there's 35 different ways for people to message you, and somebody will message you on WhatsApp, and they will like, "Hey man, did you get my message?" I'm like, "No, I haven't checked my WhatsApp in like 40 years. I don't use it anymore. I used to use it with my kids. Snapchat. I used to have Snapchat because I would use that to to see where my kids are and and find out what they're doing on Snapchat. Right? You got to you got to monitor this stuff. And but you no, know, now that my kids are older and they don't use it anymore, I don't use that anymore. But you, but people's like oh, I hit you <laughs> up on Snapchat. I'm like Snapchat, what? <laughs> I deleted that like four years ago when my kids went to college. Like so it it can be overwhelming. Let's just put it that way. It can be completely overwhelming, and I I I'm not a big fan at this particular time because we are now so dependent on it. Crazy. Um, Lonnie Wilkins says. Um, I agree. It's worthless, and Apple Watch folks love to to let it interfere with your conversation with them. Yes, yes, they check it mid sentence and freeze like an like an asshole. Don't you hate that? I think this is this is one of my biggest pet peeves with technology. And it's like when you're at it, mean you're at a meal, like you're having a family meal. Mm-hmm. Like me, and my daughter went out last night uh, for for pizza. Like had we we had to do our Cappy's pizza in a movie, which is one of our favorite things to do. If you haven't had Cappy's pizza, by the way. Oh, so good, phenomenal! What is that on Beta Bay? Yeah, it's on Beta Bay, and they got one up in uh, Seminole Heights too. That's absolutely fantastic. But we don't, you know. We she was showing me some pictures. That's the only time we ever pick up the phone. We're not on our phones during our meals when we're having com- when people are having conversations. Or if you're on the phone with somebody and they say, "Oh, I got a call coming in." Well, who am I? How? Why? How did I lose that phone face off? How, how did I lose the phone? Like, who's who's calling you? That's more important to me. If ever I get a call, and, and frankly, I don't, unless it's like really urgent and I'm waiting on a business call or something like that, very rarely will I interrupt a call to take another call. Like it just, it has oh, to be, I mean, there was one time I it was It has having... to be a special circumstance because no one, per, if you're on a call with somebody, the person that's calling you will certainly wait until <laughs> you're done with that call or should wait till you're done with that call in order to talk to them. You don't have to talk to them instantaneously and mess up and like you say an Apple somebody's got an Apple Watch on and you're having a personal conversation and they're looking at how rude is that? That's so effing rude. Yeah. I mean I went
1: to brunch, I mean, Case went to brunch with my mom last week and I checked my phone maybe once during the entire time we were we were sitting at the table and my mom made a, a mention to say, "What are you doing on your phone?" Exactly. And I checked it once. Yeah. During the entire time we were there. That's once too many. Once too many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's always been a rule. The phone stays away at the dinner table.
2: Yeah, and when you're with a group of people, you know, <laughs> especially when you're with a group of people that you haven't been with in a while, you know, your son, your daughter, this, that, and the other, get off your freaking yeah, phone. Me and my
1: friends sometimes we all put our phones in like the center of a table. If you we should. go out and we turn yes. it over.
2: Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of uh, that uh, <laughs> a lot of restaurants now. That will reward you with a free dessert if you put all your phones in the middle.
1: Well, I have to be on my phone, though, when I go to a restaurant now, because that's where i got to get my menu, apparently, every time. Just don't get me started on that. I hate that. I absolutely
2: despise the QR codes. Yeah. So, Because you're going to get COVID <coughs> if you read a menu, if you touch a menu. Now we have to have QR codes. We can't, we can't print menus anymore. And by the way, when you print the menu and the menu's this big, <laughs> why does the lettering have to be... That big, it's like the lettering's that small. The menu's this big. There's huge open spaces on the menu, and like,
1: well, how about this? How about this? Ju Jetson can keep his iPad because he's using it for a good reason. I use my iPad to watch you guys while I work. There we go. I get reminders on my Apple Watch at 10 a.m. to watch you on YouTube on the iPhone.
2: All right, I take back everything <laughs> I said. <laughs> I take back it. Jew, why do you need a reminder for God's sakes? This should be <laughs> this should be ingrained in your head right now. You don't need a reminder. You know, set 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 your set your phone alarm. Your phone has everything. You don't need any other device. And look how big this thing is. Do you, you need an iPad? You can't watch the game on that. Look How big that <laughs> thing is! It's, hum- it's like a.
1: It's I don't. A I humongous don't. Stop. I, I've had this conversation with you many times, where I go over to Casey's parents for something, and there's a big game on, and I have to watch it on my phone. I hate that. I hate that.
2: Oh, this one—we'll get to the bucks at some point in the show. But this is this—all these this technology uh, pet peeves are mine. They—is uh, this the one? Um, oh, let's go back to this part. <laughs> Nothing was worse when the walkie-talkie Sprint phone guys who would speak publicly, like in a grocery store aisle, and they think they're talking to me, but they're on the phone in public—so weird. Well, now everybody has the the earbot, the earbud, <coughs> or whatever you want to call it, and they're having conversations as they're walking around, and. No, stop that. Stop stop having, there was a girl on the plane the other day. She get we're all, you know, when you're, everybody's deplaning.
1: Oh, don't tell me she was talking on the phone.
2: Talking on the phone. She's having a full conversation. And this was not like, oh, hey, can you pick me up? It was like, Joey is such a jerk. Last time we were, I mean, all this personal stuff, poor Joey was getting ripped and everybody on Spirit (laughs) heading from Chicago to Tampa knows better. (laughs) Joey, you're an a-hole, by the way. And this woman's having this, perf- and she's talking at this level. Like, everybody on the plane can hear. It. And she's like, I know, he's such a jerk. Why is he? I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you can't wait five I- minutes to have this very important conversation. That's why I don't
1: have conversations in public, because I, hear- co- I don't want anybody to hear. You should not have I don't want anybody to hear what I'm doing.
2: Any, anytime, <laughs> if I'm in a public place and I have to take a phone call, I walk outside and go somewhere that's private. I'm not going to have a conversation in the middle of the room. That's so rude.
1: Is it not? It is. It absolutely is. Or or the kids nowadays, I, I like the 13- to 14-year-olds, I feel like, they always have to go everywhere with their AirPods in. You're right. Like, I'll see it yes. in the grocery store, like they're with their mom, yeah. you know, and they have their AirPods in. And I'm just like, if I was walking around in the grocery store with my mom, and I had my headphones in, she'd rip those things out <laughs> of my ears. <laughs> I love your mom. She's old school. I mean, I that's it. the way I was brought up. Yeah. Now these people just let their kids just walk around no matter where they go. Just completely, and I'm. And by the way, I'm. You – know they're not
2: bothering them. <clears throat>
1: and I'm Mister. I'm by the way. I'm Mister. Like I don't talk to anybody. And I'm. And I'm still saying this.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and, and that's that's the sad part about it is people use now their AirPods. I, I leave and the myself open if somebody to, needs to talk to me to totally me. isolate themselves from the world. You know, but then they're not because they're they're having full conversation. You're sitting like a, like this morning. I'm getting coffee in the lobby, right? And some guy walks in and he's like. You know, I'm just you know I'm playing with tally, and all of a sudden I hear, "Well, why don't you give me that key?" And I'm like, "What?" Like, he's like, "Yeah, do you have the key?" I'm like, you're, you're "Talk you're talking to me?" He's just speaking out loud, and then I'm like, "Oh, I see the earbud." I'm like, <laughs> just walking around, just talking to yourself at a at a, at a, <laughs> a conversational level. That's not. Like, do better, people. Be better with your technology. It's not hard, even though you have technology that people can, you know, interrupt you. You have to make the, the conscious choice not to be interrupted. And, and when you're having a face-to-face conversation with someone, have a conversation with them. Give them the respect that you're going to have a one-on-one conversation and not check your watch, check your phone, check this, check that, check that, while you're having a conversation with somebody. Just common courtesy and decency. Especially when you're with your, your significant other, please. Yeah, you get your ass chewed. <laughs> That's why we went
1: to Ocean Prime on Saturday, and the phone stayed in my pocket the entire oh, time. For that price, you better
2: enjoy the <laughs> Which enjoy Which, the by atmosphere. the way, I, I
1: meant to bring that up. You're a big Ocean Prime fan, too, right?
2: Yeah, that's good. It's I, good. I, 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 know, mean,
1: I haven't gone to all the big restaurants around town, but for my money, as much as I despise Burns, I love Ocean Prime. Really? And I got in, by the way, we, we had a 6 o'clock reservation, sat down at like 610 10. And we were out of there by 7.05. Yeah, did everything in under an hour. They got me in and out just like on a Saturday night.
2: I'm just down in general on restaurants for the <laughs> most part because it's the the it's so overpriced now. It's ridiculously priced. It was priced. very expensive. And I had a, and I, I
1: used a gift card, and the guy came over, and he's like, uh, "We can only allow you to use your gift card for like seventy percent of the of the bill." And I'm like, "What? What?" I'm like, thanks for telling me now, because that was part of the reason why I used that gift card. We had like a, like a big gift card, and wait, I wanted wait, to use wait. it on a, on a meal. What? Yeah, he's like, you can only use 70% of the gift card for the, uh, for the, uh, the total price of the meal. But did,
2: did the gift card not cover the whole meal?
1: <clears throat> no, I was still going to have to pay a little bit. Okay. But I was only allowed to use 70% of the gift card, so I had to spend more money on my own than I, I was planning
2: to. I've never is that. Does it say that on the gift card?
1: <clears throat> no, that's just what he told me. He's like, that's their policy.
2: Unless it says it on the gift card, that's that's bull crap. I thought it that's was bull, bull crap. crap. That is bull crap. Ocean Prime, you're better than that. You're better than that. Because what are, the, what are they doing? They're trying to get you to come back again, and <coughs> spend more money. Oh,
1: I love how they they put the. I, we, in case that's, they already had that's disgust. bull crap
2: because somebody's paying full <coughs> price for that. Whoever gave you that gift card paid a hundred dollars or whatever it was. Yeah, they paid full price. And you're supposed to be able to go to that restaurant and spend it all at that particular time. There's no seventy well, percent.
1: Not at Ocean Prime.
2: Uh, Lottie, Ocean Prime, Lottie, bad on you. Lottie said, bad Stu, on you. Lottie,
1: said, Stu, Lottie said Stu owns Ocean Prime. Question mark. Yes, does. Comment of the year, right it there. Does.
2: Yeah, because um, there the extra te- There's extra fees that come with your, your, your gift card. Once <laughs> once you check out, there's going to be more fees. Um, we've got some great comments coming on here, so I want I want to get to some of these as well. And we'll get to the buck stuff. Um, my Apple Watch, what does he say, is, is only cool for tracking my walks or using cool Devil Ray's wallpapers for it. <laughs> Devil wallpaper. Um, what else? Um, but, uh, he says, I agree. Apple Watch folks love to let it interfere with your conversation with them. That, I, I hate that. I freaking hate that. Um, do we already do this one? Uh, yeah, we yeah, did. We did that one. Somebody asked me about Spirit Airways. It's the first <laughs> time I've flown. That's Spirit. They, that's
1: what they said. That's what you get for taking Spirit Airlines.
2: I I thought it was good. I had no problems whatsoever. We bit, We booked direct flights with Spirit, and we pay for the seats. You have to. You have, you have to like, I think you have to pay like. I think I pay like twenty four bucks for each seat. But the flight was like sixty nine dollars for God's sakes. So by the no, time we beat that. by the time we we got we got seats. Uh, we didn 't need bags because it was only a three day trip. We had took the backpacks uh, booked our backpacks, so I mean all in it was like four hundred bucks for two tickets to to Chicago, and they were on time and um the, the actual the aisles were were bigger the seats were I, they don 't recline, which is not great, but they had seemed to have a little bit more room i had I had no problem with spirit i think I, it was it was fine it was great and Southwest now their prices are just ridiculous if you 've tried to book a Southwest ticket. It's ridiculous. So I, are you guys, have you had any problems with? Have you flown Spirit yet? And I the flew. Planes, by, by the way, the Spirit planes are way newer. Than I
1: flew the... Frontier, which is wow. like similar to it.
2: Yeah, and Frontier now has um, those uh, five hundred dollar but... <laughs> uh, Go Wild passes where you can you can fly as much as you want for the yeah. five hundred bucks.
1: But I mean, we did do the American Airlines for the uh, for the honeymoon, and I have to say, having Wi Fi and having the ability to watch movies. On their little subscription thing that they have that's free or whatever, that's kind of, it
2: helped a lot. It helped a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, Thomas Casper brings this up VR headsets will dramatically change sports. What's that all about? I heard about, <laughs> I heard there's, um, they're setting up these 360 cameras like near the NBA court so it, it uh, that you can control, so you can, you know, you can look around. It's almost like you're sitting courtside and you pay for that. Like if I wanted to sit courtside for an NBA Finals game,
1: mm-hmm.
2: like right next to Denzel, <laughs> they have these things that are set up, and you can—it's literally like—and you put on the VR headset, and you're like looking around, and it's just like you're there at the game. Is that what Thomas is saying? Because I've seen—I saw an hour a, a, a story on this, and it, it's like—is is that what you're talking about, Thomas? Because I think you are. That's crazy, and it's—it's it's like literally sitting courtside, so. Now they're going to be able to charge, you know, I don't know, fifty. Would you pay fifty bucks to sit courtside for an NBA Finals game, with a VR headset?
1: <laughs> but like, I'm like at home though.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I'd like to see what it's about. Yeah, I'm curious about it.
2: In the pits, you could be in the pits at, at NASCAR with a VR headset on.
1: My brain is like completely like
2: spinning right now of yeah. like how this
1: works, though. Yeah,
2: it, yeah. You put the headset on and and you like. You're you're there because they have a 360 camera that they put up there, and evidently it can feed multiple different VR headsets, and you can just like here comes you could be I'm gonna I want to be at uh, um, Eric Almirola's pit when he comes down the backside of Daytona, yeah. and you're and you're like right there.
1: You now Thomas said Apple VR rollout is on today for fall, and he says three thousand dollars per headset.
2: Oh, that's a lot. Is that what you're talking about, Thomas? Let me know if that's, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's, uh, that is that's that is a game changer. You could sit right behind home plate for a baseball game. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that's interesting. How much would you guys pay? We should do a whole technology show. Like all oh, sports and, sports <laughs> and technology. Been, this has already been half technology yeah, much, yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, but just sports and technology. We'll get some te- really interesting tech people on. I'll, I'll make a note of that. We need to do that. Uh, but I think that's what's coming. I think that's what he's talking about. Imagine Augusta, walking, walking the, uh, the fairways with Tiger Woods or wh- whomever. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, super cool.
1: Imagine if I could like say something to him though, through the headset.
2: No, we don't want that. <laughs> we don't want that. By the way, did you see Tony Finau the other day? This is maybe about two weeks old. So they're doing the, um, the AirPod interview with Tony Finau, which they're doing on golf now, which I love. They put AirPods in. They did it with the college football coaches mm-hmm. on uh, game day, which is great. Uh, it's great. And technology and sports, that's a big plus. Love that one. So Finau's walking down, and they have a cameraman, obviously, who's walking in front of him, And the shot that they were taking was, like, from head to knees. And Tony kept grabbing his crotch for whatever reason. He's talking, he's like, yeah, that seminar, and he's just tugging. I'm like, I'm like, does he know that he's on, like, full? And he just kept tugging at it. I was like, dude, what are you doing? Tony, <laughs> and then I'm like, Tony. at some point, though, the director has said, hey, can we get a get a chest shot? Let's go medium shot here. So, you know, we don't have Tony like, grabbing his crotch every five seconds. I was like, what are we doing? That's a little bit too intrusive. And he's, like, just having a conversation, like, like it's nothing. I mean, whatever. But um, yeah, it's, technology in sports is is a, a little bizarre. I was like, I had to go to Twitter. I'm like, is anybody else seeing this besides me? Um, uh, what? Else, anything else on here? Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? The top seller. So there's VR experiences that you pay for. So you pay three thousand dollars for the headset. You've, have you guys been seeing the POV umpire cam lately? Oh, this is cool, too, that's been used on occasion, Game Changer. I don't know. I have seen that, <laughs> I Jordan, like that. And I love it. I don't know why they don't use it more. I like, love
1: it because you can see, like, you realize then how hard it is to hit a baseball when uh, they show that cam. But not
2: only that, it feels like you're hitting. It yeah. feels like you're in the batter's box. I'm, I love that. Why don't they use that? It's like the, the end zone or the, the camera, the sky cam from behind the quarterback. Like, I would I would watch a whole game with that angle. I'd much rather watch that angle. Because you're, like, playing quarterback. You could see the routes develop, the the pressure coming. And it's the same with um, with the umpire cam. I love that. Thomas Casper says the VR top seller Taylor Swift porn. <laughs> well, I don't know, bro, but I think I, I might pick someone else. I'm not, of course, my girlfriend. Of course, I would. She might be watching. Um... The Richie P said, damn, I would try. A problem would be when I want to get up and sit next to Beyonce. <clears throat> <course."
1: laughs> he said, "He said, I take my VR headset off and my wife is sitting there. I love my wife, but the look of disappointment would put me in the doghouse for years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, tech, Christopher Coles says, technology has come a long way since the, that Internet thing. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Al Gore invented it. MLB, NFL, Bang Brothers all have 360 APS ready. What is that? <laughs> Thomas I don't know what you're into bro but I don't think that's the technology we're talking about um, but there, I know there is VR porno there's no doubt about that um, alright we, we we just blew through that segment didn't we <laughs> sorry about that alright we'll take a break when we come back we'll definitely hit the bucks. Uh, the national narratives that are out there are just somewhat ridiculous but funny and could be an advantage for the Buccaneers so we'll get to that sorry I didn't get to it on this we got a little distracted but We are brought to you by Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Chris Lugo is going to join us at 1145 to talk about the latest trends in health news. Uh, If you're trying to get slimmer, trying to lean up, uh, trying to just get your immune system better, we'll talk about all those things. If you have any questions for Chris Lugo, Bay Area Modern Medical Center, about your health, put them in the comments, text us, uh, email us, hit us up on social media, and we will ask uh, the good doctor when he joins us at 1145. Back with some buck stock right after this. This is for all you guys who don't want to go to the gym and do 5,000 crunches. At Bay Area Modern Medical Center, you can get on the new True Body machine where you can reduce fat and tone up your muscle. It's like doing 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Define your body as you see fit. True Body offers personalized muscle stimulation that delivers the equivalent of those 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Just Get in touch with them at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Chris Lugo and the team over there will set you up on TrueBody and get amazing results. Non-invasive with comfortable and little to no pain and zero downtime. You can isolate and target those areas that you want to improve and treat multiple areas simultaneously. It's an amazing machine, so check it out at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Well, Fitz, the mortgage guy, did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rates are going up. They're going down. They're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz, the mortgage guy. Lots of stuff going on right now, and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to Scott at scottatamstampa.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the Internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Let's go. Right now. Back to the show with J.P. on Fanstream Sports. All right, welcome back to the J.P. Peterson Show, brought to you by the great folks at Extravaganza Productions, uh, who I have been working with with my Propadel assignments. Uh, They set up the whole um, Extravaganza out there at the – a Sarah Vandenberg Complex, Extravaganza Productions will make your meeting, your fundraiser, your birthday party, whatever the special event you want to do. Um, meetings, obviously, they do huge events like the Warrior Games. Uh, a couple of years ago, I worked with them in that, this Pro Bidel League um, a tournament. They've done that, and they are just absolutely phenomenal at what they do. They will make your event super, super special. And the big thing is, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about getting video screens or audio equipment or any of this stuff. They do it all for you. Uh, They have a warehouse full of props that can make any party super, super special. Uh, It's amazing what they have. And you can get a free... uh, um, conference with them well they'll go through the creative and they can basically walk you through it and say you know if you have a charity event hey i'm thinking about doing this i'm thinking about doing this and of course they've done it all so they can bring tons of great ideas to the table as well and say we could do this we could do that we could do this we could do that and it's amazing the 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 options that they'll be able to do with technology as it is today and and everything else that they have at their disposal so if you have a big event coming up or a small event um, party whatever Uh, Call Extravaganza Productions. Just go to their website, extravaganzaproductions.com, or Google them. EPI, Uh, you've seen their logo around at all the big events, kind of a purple and white logo. Paul Thomason and the folks over there, super great folks. So just uh, give them a call, get that free consultation as to what, and find out what they can do for you, and go from there. So um, please tell them JP sent you, Extravaganza Productions Incorporated, EPI. Um, All right, so the Buccaneers are getting... It's um, a way to put this, um, absolutely destroyed by the national media. And I think it's an absolutely wonderful thing. Uh, the Peter Report did a great um, uh, article on the national narratives that uh, you, you posted as well, uh, Nick. And I think it's interesting, some of the stuff. There's actually people saying that the Bucks are tanking and they should trade Mike Evans to a contender so he can end his career without losing all the time. And I'm like, it's like you were you were mentioning earlier. It's like, look at the salary cap numbers. All right, you, you're not even going to save any salary cap by no. by getting trading him. You this just year. be on the
1: hook for twenty million without him. Yeah,
2: you know, without, and you don't have the player.
1: Yeah, and it, it takes uh, all of twenty seconds, maybe less, to even figure that information out.
2: Yeah, and it's just it's such a surface thing that oh, the Bucks won eight games with Tom Brady, so without him, they're probably going to win three. It, it, if you watched the Bucks at all last year, you would understand that the offense was completely dysfunctional, and he was a part of that, and I would venture to say a big part of that. And to think that the offense is going to be that bad this year, just listen to the players, and I know they're not going to, you know, they're not going to say we're, we're going to suck, but I think there is real authenticity in what we've heard from Baker Mayfield, what we've heard from uh, Chris Godwin, what we've heard from Dave Canales, what we've heard from... Um, you know, more about the players, too, uh, talking about how much better Tristan Wirfs, you know, he, he. I thought what he said was fantastic. Basically saying, look, you know, I love my man Tom Brady and he brought us the Super Bowl and that stuff because but I'm looking forward to having a quarterback that can move and can can, you know, put put us in certain situations, RPOs. Um, you know, waggles, uh, the bootlegs, and all these other things that they can do that are going to help these offensive linemen tremendously because the defensive linemen won't know right off the bat its run or pass or know exactly where the quarterback is going to be. This is going to be a tremendous help for this offensive line, which is much more athletic, they're bigger, and I think the offense just in general is going to be so much better. But, you know, to have, like, credible journalists, which I would say credible journalists, talk about um, – you know, tanking, and this other—you know—these these clips that have gotten out. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield missing some some passes. It's just—it's stupid. I, and I saw Harry Douglas on the on uh, ESPN the other day, just like uh, if Baker Mayfield is awful. He can't complete a, a pass against air. They're going to be the worst team in the league. I mean, it's OTAs. It's underwear football. And there's guys running routes that probably have never worked with these guys before. It's just—it's just silly, to be quite honest. You, you read it.
1: <laughs> yeah, the whole, the whole thing is silly, and I'm glad, like, you know, we've been calling out these narratives for, I'd, I'd say, probably months now since Baker became the quarterback. Uh, we talked with Luke Easterling of Athlon Sports on Friday, and, which I encourage everybody to go check out that interview. He debunked all of it yep. in the 30 minutes he was on with us, and then yep. I came across the article that Scott wrote, and it's all to me, nothing is hot takeish about any of these things we're saying, in my opinion. Yep. Are they? I don't think they are. I really don't. And no. if they were tanking, and I said it, if they were realistically tanking, they would have never brought Levante David back, because nope. what would be the use of having a 33-year-old linebacker on a one-year deal, $8 million or whatever it is? Yeah. be no use for that. If they were tanking, they wouldn't have given Jamel Dean top corner money. No way. For him to stay here, they would have just let him walk. Right. Right? But they fought to get Jamel Dean back in the fold, Right. If they were tanking, now I know this one's a little bit different because they end up getting him for a really cheap salary, but his play last year wouldn't tell you that, and that's Ryan Neal. Yep. I mean, would they go out of their way to get a guy who got all-pro votes last year back at safety if they were tanking? No. Would they, <laughs> would they, be, te- would they be telling Antoine Winfield, yeah, we want you to go back to your primary position where you were an all-pro caliber player your first two years, mm-hmm. right? Oh, but we're tanking. Even though we're trying to be better back there, right? Yeah, none of it adds up to me whatsoever. It doesn't add up at all. The additions they made to the offensive line have to look at that as well. And so I, I think all these narratives are going to be debunked pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I would pretty I would add to that.
2: Yeah, and, and they're just very surface level type of things. I mean, and 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 uh, Scott Reynolds even put in there. They they <coughs> took a lot of video at these um, uh, two OTAs that were open to. The media and they put together an edited version of Baker Mayfield hitting everybody in stride with great passes. But you know, you want to cherry pick four or five you know plays that didn't get completed. You could do that in any camp in America and in the NFL and and make anybody look bad. So what? I don't know what the agenda was there for that. But the bottom line is, and I'm not sitting here saying that Baker Mayfield's better than Tom Brady. I'm saying that the Bucks' offensive situation is going to be way better this year than it was last year. And again, I've said this before, this is not about the quarterback's numbers. The quarterback's numbers do not, I mean, they help, obviously, but they don't determine whether you have a good offense or bad offense. I mean, Jameis Winston led the league in passing and and threw for 33 touchdowns, but he also threw 30 interceptions. Offensively, that's going to, well, as a team, you can't play winning football like that. You Mm -hmm. just can't. Um, There have been years when um, certain quarterbacks will throw for you know 3,800 yards 17 touchdowns and three interceptions and they'll say well he didn't turn the ball over yeah but how many games did you win how many points did you score At you there is a a fine line between being you know a check down Charlie and getting a great completion percentage and not having and having a great touchdown to interception ratio but if you're only throwing for 3,300 yards in this league and 17 touchdowns you're not winning eight ball games. you're not mm-hmm. your numbers might be okay but you're not winning any ballgames. You've got to push the ball down the field to score points at some point. You have to do that. Or, or defenses, will, look at the Bucks last year. They refused to push the ball down the field because Brady didn't want to get hit. And he wanted to get the ball out of his hand. It was either going to be a dirted ball, throw it away, or short completion. Because he, he didn't want to get hit. And he wouldn't take the time to stand in there and take the hit to force the ball downfield. And that's the Tom Brady we got last year. That is not and the fact that he's gone is a plus because we didn't get the real Tom Brady last year. And so again, surface evaluations by national media who aren't really and this is not to say that the Bucks are gonna win fifteen games this no, year. Not that's no. not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it I think they're gonna win more games. Not not measurably more than what they won eight in the regular season. I think that, you know, nine, ten, eh. Maybe 11 if, if they're super healthy. On the high end of what they can do. Yeah, yeah, super healthy. But that's you know, <laughs> 9, 10, 11 is going to probably win you the division. 10 or 11 will definitely win the division. 9 might win the division. So we'll see. But I, I, you know, I, that's why I'm so excited to see this team play. And I think there's going to be a level of, you know what, it's a collective now. It's not just one guy getting all the attention. Not one guy, um, you know. <clears throat> the thing about Brady is he rarely got the blame from the national media. He'd get the, you know if he won a game in a comeback fashion. Well, he it was didn't the get he thing. got
1: blamed at the end of the year when Leftwich got fired. Right. Yeah. Which is again we've <laughs> again not employed still yeah. by anybody. So that tells you everything you know about Byron Leftwich. But <clears throat> I was going to bring this up too because there's a lot of discussion going on about the obviously the quarterback competition and how the Bucks are sort of handling this. Right. Yeah. And you know they Bulls and Canalis seem to be pretty lockstep up on what they want to do and that's take this all the way. Through this whole process in the regular season to see what they have, right? And you have some people who want to see them name a starter right now. I've seen that kind of narrative come out, um, and I think Canales actually addressed this this weekend. He was on the on a Fox Thirteen podcast called No Days Off. I believe this was with Kevin O'Donnell, by the way. Okay. But, uh, and just, I won't read the whole quote, but I'll try to paraphrase it here. Uh, you think I think it's just partly respecting the team, respecting what's best for everyone and then also respecting Kyle's process. And he goes on to show that he hasn't gotten an opportunity, obviously, with Brady being here. Right. Uh, and then he moves on to Baker. <clears throat> he knows that Baker would love to be in the starter, uh, but he's, told, he's been told no a couple of times the past few years. And so they think they owe it to both of them and to the team to put the best guy out there, and this is the process that they've chosen to do that. So the whole thing that was being writ- uh, kind of talked about here was he used the word respect. Mm-hmm. That he's trying to respect Kyle and Baker and the team by dragging this process out through the entire offseason.
2: Yeah, even your, your word choice there, <laughs> dragging it out, you know, it kind of connotates uh, something negative. Yeah, I
1: mean, and, 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 you, could, you could frame it another way. It's not meant
2: to be negative. It's a competition. Competition. And, and I, think, I think there is some merit to the, you know, you've got to get this guy ready. You only have so many reps to go around to teach a new offense and what have you. And that's, I, I, there's, some, there's some, some definite advantage to doing that, no question about it. But the problem is, you got to – and I think respect is, is part of culture building. You know, the other players want to see that everybody has a fair chance to win a job. And I think there's, and I think there's value in that. Mm-hmm. You, you could say there's no value in that. It's professional football. We're not getting our feelings hurt. And I'm not talking about feelings. I'm talking about respect. Like, the other players want to know, do I have a fair chance to win this job? Or or the coaches playing favorites? Are they already, you know, predetermining because of this guy's salary or his experience in the league that he's going to start over me? Because that's a bad precedent to set in any culture. If players don't feel like it's a meritocracy, you got issues. You got issues. And I think there were some issues with that last year, frankly. I think Todd Bowles has got issues with that. So I think maybe this is either Todd Bowles or someone in the organization saying, we need to get back to a meritocracy here. The best player is going to play and get that. We're and not Luke Gedeke. We're not just giving you a job at left guard. The best player is going to play By earn. the way,
1: Dave Canales, context, where did he come from
2: last year? Seattle.
1: When they acquired Drew Locke in the Russell Wilson trade, That's right. everybody assumed... That's the starter. Right. I even think Seattle thought that, too. Sure. They, but you know what? It made the move. <clears throat> exactly. But you know what? They went through the whole process. They didn't name him outright the starter, even though they probably had the idea that he was going to be. Mm-hmm. And it just so turned out that Geno was better during the whole process through the summer. He was better in the preseason, training camp, all those things. And they said, you know what? We're going to go give it to Geno. Just because we acquired Drew Locke and he's supposed to be, we got him for Russell Wilson. They're supposed to be the natural progression or offset there we're going to go with Geno Smith because we let this ride out and we saw that he was better. I, that's the same thing Canalis, is, I think, is doing right here. <clears throat> and it tells me that he has full control over this offense, in my opinion, that he's allowed to have this kind of kind of philosophy that he used last year and use it here. That's great. And in regards to Baker Mayfield, although I think there's more to Baker's game than what we've seen the last two years, it is what we've seen the last two years. At the end of the day, it is, right? We're still a little bit removed from 2020 when he was really good. Right. Right, We're three right? years removed. Unless you were bringing in a Derek Carr, I'd argue there was no quarterback this offseason that you would 100% just give the reins to. I agree. It's nothing to do with Baker Mayfield. I just don't think there's any other quarterback that you would do that for. And it's Kyle Trask. In Kyle Trask's case, and I agree with Canales, we have to see, you owe it to, to him, in my opinion, and you owe it to the draft pick, the second-round pick, all this stuff to get him some first-team reps and to see if he's overmatched or to see what he can do. Because what are you really learning from Kyle Trask when he's throwing to practice squad guys for two years? Nothing. You're not really learning anything, no? Nothing. you got to see it now. So I have no problem with this whatsoever. I, why is everybody
2: in a rush to it, go ahead and name a starter here? And to my point, if Seattle goes through this whole... Cop quarterback competition, and everybody on that team sees Geno Smith is out playing um, Drew, Locke. Drew Locke. And they just which, give it to Locke. Which, which he did. Yep. Geno Smith outplayed him. And then you give it to Drew Locke. What message are you sending to the rest of the players on that team? Team shuts down.
1: Team shuts same down. Same thing. New, Absolutely. New, 100%. Same thing happened yet last year with the Jets. Zach Wilson, second overall pick. All the pedigree, all this stuff. He has to be the guy. We have to see it. But who was outplaying him last year? Mike White. Mike White. To the point where Jets players had Mike White t-shirts right. made and were showing up to games wearing them, right. and then you're going to try to go give Zach Wilson the ball?
2: Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm.
1: You can't do that.
2: So if you're, if you're criticizing the process here of Dave Canales, you should be criticizing the process of what happened in Seattle last year. How'd that work out? It's the same thing. How'd that work out? Did not work out. Well, it worked out pretty well in Seattle, actually, last year.
1: And I have other examples to go off of, by the but, way.
2: That's what I'm saying. is if, you're, if, you, if they just gave it to Drew Locke, like we're, some people are saying here, you just give it to Baker Mayfield, and, and Geno Smith's out, outplaying him in practice, um, I mean, I guess you could say Geno Smith wouldn't have got the opportunity if you just gave it to Drew Locke, and there you go. That's even worse. Mm-hmm. So if we don't, you can say what you want about Kyle Trask. I don't care who you are. You don't know. You don't know how good Kyle Trask is. You don't know, I don't know, and nobody's going to know until he gets a fair shot. He might be as good as Jalen Hurts, who was also a second-round pick. He might be. You don't know that. I don't know that. I know this. Every time Kyle Trask has got an opportunity in games, he's delivered. And he's delivered. He put up big numbers at Florida. So to sit here and say that, oh, Kyle Trask is not good, he hasn't done anything in three years since he's been here, that's just dumb because he hasn't gotten an opportunity, Tom Brady ran that room, and he wasn't. In, and Kyle Trask was never going to get any snaps. Tom Brady handpicked Blaine Gabbard to be his backup. That's what you. You. It's a different relationship. It, it, Kyle Trask never got the opportunity to outplay Blaine Gabbard. So that whole narrative of well, he hasn't done anything since he's been here is just silly, quite frankly, because <laughs> he hasn't gotten any opportunity. So. I, let's give the guy a chance yeah. and let's let this process play out just like it played out in Seattle. And maybe you'll get a quarterback. I mean, if, um, Kyle Trask goes out there and completes 70% of his passes for 4,282 yards, 30 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Will you be happy with that? Yeah. Hell yeah, you will. That's Geno's numbers from last year. And none of you had Geno Smith putting up those numbers last year. So, you know, I, he's the comeback player of the year to me that just proves that the this this process that you're undertaking which Dave Canales actually just went through <laughs> last year is the best process. Now, if we're, you know, should we be uh, 2 weeks out from the regular season opener and saying we just do there, the there was there was also no.
1: there was also another example that Canales was a part of and you have to go back uh, what 11, 12 years now to see it and it happened in Seattle. If you recall, the year that Russell Wilson was drafted in the third round, mm-hmm. who did Seattle give a big contract to in free agency? <clears throat> who was that guy? Matt? was it Matt, Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn, right. Matt yeah. Flynn. Yeah. And everybody said, okay, Matt Flynn's going to be the starter. Because
2: he, like, he started like <coughs> four or five games.
1: At the end of the year for, for Rodgers when yeah. he was hurt. Yeah. And guess what happened? Russell Wilson outplayed him during the process. Beat him out. And was the starter. And the rest is history. 2017, the Bears, guess who they gave three years $45 million to? Mike Glennon. Yeah. Guess how long Mike Glennon was the starter for?
2: About three weeks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Before they moved on and went to Mitch Trubisky. Right. The more talented player, obviously. Yeah. There's so many examples of this. Of they exact... drafted
2: Trubisky high. He was going to get to play at some point. but, but the Russell point Wilson, is, is there's... The Russell Wilson, yeah, and they... those
1: are two examples that Dave Canales has been a part of right yeah. there.
2: Gifting guys jobs is not a good culture setter. It's not a good culture setter. And... Giving guys the opportunity to compete makes everybody better. So I am firmly in the camp of let these guys compete. Now, you know, three weeks out from the opener, you better have a starter because you got to get that guy ready to play.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's still plenty of time to get up. Yeah. There's just no need to rush this stuff right now. We're right. in June. We're playing in, we're playing in underwear right now.
2: you got, you got the mandatory OTAs. Um, you got the voluntary OTAs, which all these quarterbacks are on. And, and trust me. If Canalis is doing it right, and I trust that they are, every one of these practices means something. You know, they're getting charted, they're getting taped, and they're getting evaluated. So you do that, all these practices they're undergoing right now, training camp. Uh, you're going to have about a month, six weeks of training camp before you get to what well, uh, training camp. It starts in late July. your first game is the second week none of, of these, September. None of you these, got,
1: yeah, unless they've been doing it off site, seven weeks. Unless these weeks. guys have been doing it off site, which is possible nobody's even thrown to the number one receiver on this team. Mike Evans. Nobody's thrown a ball to him. Yeah. I don't even know if Kyle Trask, how many balls he even thrown to the guy in two years. I could probably count on one hand.
2: Not many. Because <laughs> Brady, Brady would always jump up and take the reps with Evans and Godwin. Yeah, that, starters. And, that's, and
1: that's fair. But yeah. like, I'm just saying, it's like that's why it's so silly Damn. to go ahead and name somebody when I haven't even seen these guys throw against a real defense that's coming at me. In training camp, when we're simulating the situation and throwing to your number one receiver when he's on the field.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I think I think you know it, there's culture things to take into consideration here, and and they're not insignificant to me. You you put a player out there that is being outplayed. Everybody in your locker room knows it, and it just completely fractures everything. Accountability. Um, they, they, you lose confidence in your coaching staff, and that's a disastrous place to be. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side. Chris Lugo is going to join us at 1145. If you have any health questions about your diet, maybe you got some issues with your foot, your shoulder, your knee, um, put them in our comments section or put them on social media at FanStreamJP, at the J.P. Peterson Show, and we will pass them on uh, to Chris Lugo, the medical director at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, when he joins us at 1145. When we come back, we're going to do a little college talk uh, football, softball, some baseball.
1: NBA M- as well. A little NBA.
2: We'll get that in because uh, we watched the Heat win last night. Maybe a little hockey. So, hodgepodge coming up next. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? We'll call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60 year plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big time money. Don't hop on the internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Well, Fitz, the mortgage guy, did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money rates are going up, they're going down, they're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz, the mortgage guy. Lots of stuff going on right now, and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to Scott at AMStampa.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls. But as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs in fact with the new laws 90 percent of americans qualify for reduced or free health care you can select great plans like florida blue that's my carrier love them paying 800 dollars left after making the call 877-652-0244 our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws they will do all the work you save tons of money so if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877 652 Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877 652 Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated, EPI. You've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa. And for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events, the biggest to the smallest. Solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events. The Warrior Games, which was an Olympic style event all over uh, Tampa Bay, from McDill to the Convention Center to USF, they did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well, uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off. They'll take care of everything, entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions, they are awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, let's rock. This is FanStream Sports with J.P. All right, welcome back to the J.P. Peterson Show, brought to you by the Jeeves Law Group. If you've had your car totaled in an accident, did not get a fair settlement, which is pretty much the way the insurance companies handle things, you may have a case. So give the folks over at the Jeeves Law Group a call. Just contact them through the website, J-E-E-V-E-S Law Group com and they will help you out. Scott Jeeves, you've had him on the show many, many times. Big Gator fan, great dude, and a very aggressive lawyer. You definitely want him on your side <laughs> if you have any issues. So it's the Jeeves Law Group. Just give him a call over there. Free call. They'll let you know if you have a case in anything, whether it's stuff at work or maybe you got some uh, property issues or whatever it might be. Uh, just call the good folks at the Jeeves Law Group. Um, all right. Uh, the... Miami Heat, yeah, last night. 47% from three-point range. 47%. But I will say this. Way too many open shots. Um, the Nuggets did not play great fourth-quarter defense. They had a 15-point lead in this game.
1: They and went that, on a 41-14 run at one point. The Nuggets did.
2: They're the better team. I, I would not <coughs> say this, you know, all of a sudden the Miami Heat are back in this in this series, I think, you know, you, any time you're going to make 47% from three and you only win by three.
1: Well, here's the difference, and, and though, is they actually, Mike Malone, I watched his presser yesterday. He was not happy. He was not happy. And he said that, you know, you guys all thought I was mad because I or like was going crazy because I said we didn't play well after game one. And he brought up a good point. Miami got the same looks in game one they got in game two. They right. just made them this time. And that's kind of how three-point shooting goes, as we know. But what's so impressive about Miami, listen to this, <clears throat> this postseason, four wins when trailing by eight-plus points entering the fourth quarter. Four. That's the most in a single postseason in NBA history. The rest of the NBA this postseason in those
2: situations is 1-41. and 41. Yeah, they've come back from double-digit <coughs> um deficits they're, many, many times. They're
1: just never dead. Yeah. And you know what's so impressive? When they were starting to turn that game and flip it over in the fourth quarter, you know who wasn't out there? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler wasn't even out there. They were running it with Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson, uh, I think it might have been Struce or Kyle Lowry, rather.
2: Yeah, Struess finally hit his open shots.
1: Zeller and Adebayo. They were running it with those five guys, and they were taking it to Denver offensively. I mean that—that's what's so impressive about them. It's a different guy every night. It's no longer—you can no longer say Butler's carrying them. Yeah. I mean, he made shots at the end of the game yesterday when it really mattered. But they're getting it from everybody right now.
2: Spolstra is just a great coach. He really is. Commenters mentioned that. Um, He just—you know—and that comes from Pat Riley. that comes from a brain trust at the Miami Heat that they, they're just always good. They know how to find players to fill roles, and Spoltra knows how to make adjustments. And there's this weird, weird stat. So in the Nuggets' losses, Jokic is averaging 41 points a game in their in their losses. <laughs> yeah. So there's this whole idea of you just play him one-on-one, take away the passing lanes, and... He can't get everybody else involved, and those other players aren't good enough necessarily to get their own shot on their own, and they just become a less of a team. Well, did you notice he only had four assists yesterday? Yeah, was exactly. the last time you seen Jokic have four assists. Yeah.
1: Now, I'd argue he's still making plays and putting the guys, they just weren't making shots. Right. And again, that, that's, sometimes that's just going to happen.
2: In, in the end, you know, we can talk strategy all we want and effort and all those things, but when you're hitting 47% from three as opposed to 27%, that's all it takes. Yeah, they're not. I mean, the Heat aren't that bad of a team, but they're not. I don't think they're as good as the Nuggets. But when you hit forty seven percent, you can beat anybody.
1: Yeah, but I still think Jokic. I mean, the way he played though, especially in that third quarter, especially the way he closed that third quarter, that guy is a one man just wrecking ball. Yeah, he goes towards the rim. Have you ever seen anybody like? And I think Jeff Van Gundy said it yesterday on the broadcast. When he like, it looks like he's just kind of just throwing it up there, kinda. Mm-hmm. But it hits the rim so soft, yeah. And that's why it just goes in every single time. Again, just one of one. I still come away so impressed with Jokic. Yeah, he is not the reason why they lost that game last night. He's furthest away from that. They just they didn't get enough scoring for
2: everybody else.
1: Jamal yeah. Murray had a very quiet night last night.
2: And he, he had a, and he had a good look at that three. I'm gonna say great look, but a good look. Almost almost nailed it. Yeah. Um, They didn't call a timeout. They had one. I didn't have a huge problem problem with with that. Because, you know, timeouts help the defense sometimes as much as the offense, especially when you're Eric Spolstra and you probably are a better coach, I think, than we we can say. I I think Mike Malone's a great coach. But Spolstra is the gold standard at this point in the league, in my opinion. So I'll let my players, which I I have a player advantage, I'm not going to let them use a coaching advantage in that particular moment. They got the look they wanted. They got the pick and roll with with Jokic, wasn't a great execution, but they got a good look. Um, I, I don't think a timeout necessarily assures you getting a better look there. So I didn't have a problem with that. Um, but you know what? It's a series now. It's a yeah. series now, and I think it uh, makes it a little bit more interesting. I thought it was going to be not so interesting. I thought the Nuggets would just roll in this one. So I, think I, I will say
1: anybody that was scared that we weren't going to get good basketball, I yep. thought the basketball last night was fantastic. It really was. It really, I, thought, I really thought it was.
2: That was good. Um, and we mentioned also we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Billy Napier. Um, your your colleague at Outsider uh, did, a, did a piece on him, and, and I've talked to some Gator fans over the weekend who I think are, are misplaced because there were a lot of people at FSU after the first year, and that was the COVID year for Norvell, that were like, oh, this guy's not even as good as Willie Taggart. And I'm like, hold on here. Let's give the dude a chance. And I think Napier's done some good things in recruiting. Um, you know, they've – I understand that people look at this and say we had seven players drafted, our quarterback was fourth overall, and we only won six games. That's bad coaching. I'm like, eh, you, you you have to install what you do. And I heard Napier say this the other day. He said, you know, when I was at Louisiana, we had all these systems in place, and, and they were, you know, you just started fitting people in. He said, the amount of time that I've had to spend with my NIL and my portal and trying to figure everything out and get it the way we want it to get is just ridiculous. And it just takes transition time. In the, in the, in the time of Portal and NIL, it's going to take some time. Yeah. Give him a shot here, Gator fans, and back off. A
1: and I was going to say, when it comes to recruiting, yeah, this past year they finished, what, 13 that's, for your first year? That's fantastic. And how about 2024? You want to look ahead to 2024? They're fourth yeah. behind Georgia, Ohio State, and Alabama.
2: That's, and that's the only thing that <laughs> matters right now, to be quite honest with you. They just got to get more talent in the building. They got to get more talent, which he's doing, which he's doing. And he's getting premier talent. He's not getting the huge numbers, but he's not taking bad guys. Like a lot of these, you know, a lot of these coaches will freak out early on and they'll say, I got to fill, you know, I got to get, you know, all many three stars and four stars as I can get so it looks good. I think he's being very selective in the players he gets. I think he's getting um, the ones that he wants. I don't know if they'll work out. We'll see. But I think he's doing it his way, and that's the most important thing.
1: Yeah, and, and the way he speaks, by the way, he understands the magnitude of the job. Right, He gets exactly. it, and he brings it up that the entire time he's been coaching, he went through the Urban Meyer era when they were on top, the Steve Spurrier era. He understands that there is a lot of people that are impatient and want it to happen right now. Especially for, in the SEC. And it's been 15 years since yeah. they've won an SEC title. He and, gets it.
2: And, it's, I, and I don't think this year is going to be great. So you might have one more year of, of, of but look what FSU it did. It wasn't
1: great for FSU for nope. two years.
2: three years. For three uh, years. And then they popped. So just have you some patience. You recruit like
1: that, you're going to be okay.
2: Have some patience with, with this man. Uh, oh, and by the way, there's going to the Netflix Urban Meyer. Oh, my gosh. He's going to drive the dropout.
1: coming out in August. Ooh. <laughs> Covering 06 to 09.
2: That's, that's, that's going to be good. That's going to be juicy. Um, all right, let's welcome in our good friend Chris Lugo from Bay Area Modern Medical Center, the medical director there. What's up, my friend? How are you? You're looking it going, guys? Man. Good, we can hear you and see you. It's fantastic. Um, how have you been? I know we've missed you the last couple of weeks. I know you've been playing army and getting a little downtime, so vacation's important, right? People need to get some downtime and rest their brain. Right? I think the
0: Europeans do it better than we do. They're always out for most of August and September, and they're you know taking some r and r with family and friends and We, on the other hand, like to work things to the bone and and we know why we're bald and gray at 40 years old, right?
2: (laughs) No, I always wondered about that because early in my life, I I spent some time in in Europe. Um, My my ex-wife is from Ireland. And I was like, and everybody's like, yeah, we get six weeks holiday. They always say, six weeks holiday? I'm like, you get six weeks a year? And they're like, yeah. And they're always on holiday. They're always (laughs) taking time. And I'm like, wow, y'all are lazy. And then I'm like... You know what? Maybe we're doing it wrong. Maybe why, uh, shouldn't six weeks holiday be the beginning mark for all full time employees? That's where that's where I'm at. Except yeah,
0: for that's Nick, that, that's one thing we, we negotiate during contracts, right? Hey, I want a more vacation time. Uh, yeah, we, we we do it all wrong, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, and it, rest is important, and it's and that's something we could talk about here. Is listening to your body, right? Listening to your body. Everybody wants to be the go getters, you know. Everybody wants to, you know be in the gym every day, but that can be counterproductive, right? Your body needs rest. Talk a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. So as we get older, unlike Nick's age, you know, as you and JP and I, we get older. It's like, you have to listen to your body more. You have to have those more down days for recovery, as opposed to when you're younger and you had growth hormone, you had testosterone, you had those hormones where you can counteract things. I mean, I was listening to my Twenty-two-year-old uh, niece over the weekend. She's like, I can't drink like I used to a few years ago. I'm like, <laughs> really? Like, sucks getting old, doesn't it? But it, it's you have to listen to that body. And we talked about it before, sleep. Sleep is huge. People, you can ignore it all you want, but then one day you will have that revelation on how important sleep really is.
2: And what's the name of that book that you always tell us about? How how we sleep. What's it called?
0: Why We Sleep Why we by sleep. Matthew Walker. Yeah, It's on Amazon. Pick yeah, it up.
2: Yeah, definitely get that one. You know it, it, We were having this uh, uh, chat a little bit earlier about manners and technology, you know, but I, was, I thought it'd be interesting to ask you about health and technology. Um, like what should, where should our phone be when we sleep? Um, I've heard people say it should be in the other room, not near your head. Um, I've, heard, I've heard a lot of different things about, you know, how you should interact with, with technology it can help you as you as we've talked about what is measured is managed right with the biofeedback. So talk a little bit about. Yeah, see, I listen. I listen. So how can technology help you, and how can it hurt us? From a yeah, so
0: having that phone next to you, some people are really talking about EMF electromagnetic fields. Think if it's close to your head. Um, so yeah, it would be nice to have it farther away from you as much as possible. It also gives that temptation, you know, grabbing in the middle of the night when you happen to roll over. Um, and you're like, oh, I'm up. I'm going to grab my phone. Right. So that that that's what makes really counterintuitive for you. So the farther it is from your reach, the better off you are.
1: Well, I'm definitely one of those people. It's next to my head every night, and usually there's a podcast playing or a YouTube video because I feel like I need sound. I always feel like I need sound to go to sleep. So I can put it somewhere else, but obviously there's more. It's more to me complex than just putting it somewhere, right? Because I don't know if that's going to make me go to sleep any quicker. So what are some techniques to get better at that without the phone?
0: So use brown noise. Use white noise. So white noise is a little bit higher frequency. Brown noise, brown noise and pink noise are a little bit lower frequency. So use a brown noise, a pink noise, a white noise if you really want that background noise. But try not to have the TV on, the radio on when you're hearing words. That's kind of engaging you. So that's going to take your mind in other places and can mess with your dreams sometimes too. So you're saying that
1: my, my wife is right because this is what exactly what she tells me. Your wife is me. always right. This
0: you're is what, finally learning Nick. You're finally <laughs> learning.
1: she plays like the like the beach noise, like like the little ambient noise of the beach or whatever yeah. during it, and yeah, she says fun. she yeah. says it's very helpful. But I've never dived into it.
2: Yeah, I use uh, I use Insight Timer, but the thing is, it's on my phone, so if I'm using it, it's close. It's on my nightstand, so airplane mode. Airplane mode.
0: Airplane mode. Yeah. Take it off the 5G, put it in airplane mode.
2: Oh, so download the noise and say, instead of having it wired in. Also, I was just thought maybe I use my speaker. Put the phone in the other room and use my speaker to provide yeah. the noise, and then it's not near my head.
0: That's, Correct, yeah. How yeah. way to do it.
2: So I, I have um, a friend, a close friend of mine, a parent, that lets their kids go to sleep with the TV on because the kids say that's the only way they can go to sleep. What say you about that?
0: No now <laughs> um, no.
2: why is that why is that bad it, it's, it's a adult
0: bad. conversation so we should say the bedroom is for two things only sex and sleep that's not anything else <laughs> nothing there should be no electronics in in your bedroom really truly you don't have no a TV, TV in your bedroom I do not no wow now but, but what do you two do for a living <laughs>
2: Well, we watch sports.
0: <laughs> you watch sports. Probably that's what you do for a living. But still, you should have it in the living room, not in the bedroom.
2: I can't imagine not having a TV in my in my bedroom. Sorry. <laughs> I had. Time.
0: Did you have a TV in your bedroom, JP?
2: Yes, of course.
0: You you did.
2: What? Growing up? Growing up? Yeah. Well, let, me the, the, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Uh no.
0: You were bougie if you were then. No,
2: no, I, I did not. I did not. I was trying to think of, I had a record player. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I had a cassette player. And <laughs> me too. An 8-track player at some point. But no, I never Ugh. I never did have a TV. I, I, always, right.
1: I always had the TV, and I'm telling you this. When me and Casey moved into the new house, this is what I had. This is the one thing I fought nail over was getting a TV for the bedroom. She never had a TV in the bedroom her entire 23 years of living at home. I always did. It. And I
2: it. I fought I'm to get the T V in there. But I, so I could hear people saying right now, especially my girlfriend Ashley, we like watching shows together at night in bed. You know? So we're watching what's our you know. The our, room? What's
0: What's wrong with the living room?
2: It's downstairs. It's not as okay. com- it's not as comfortable. It's not as comfortable.
0: Okay, okay get a new couch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and end up falling asleep on a couch. So, uh, yeah, uh, all right. I mean, or you could just shut it off. Make sure it's or shut off a, shut an off. hour bo- and a half hour before you go to sleep. Shut it off, and that'll be okay, too.
0: The big thing, the scientific takeaway here, I know I'm being a little kind of but the scientific takeaway is when your mind starts to engage, associate that room with electronics, it's not going to get a good, restful sleep. So, if you read the book Why We Sleep by yeah. Matthew Walker, they will tell you that no electronics, and that's a little feng shui too. No feng shui Chinese, they don't believe in electronics in the bedroom either.
2: Interesting. Yeah. And they, you know, that's. Five thousand years of uh of you got moment, it yeah right there so a little something there and and also I, there's these blue glasses they say that you should wear these glasses that take out the blue light what, what's what's the story we like? were
0: really big into that here a few years ago using blue light blocker glasses right. for electronics for whatever beats. so that's now we don't the research is kind of on the edge on this saying, hey, it might be just more of the stimulation that you're getting, not necessarily the actual blue light you're absorbing through your eyes. Yeah. So it's back and forth at this point in time. Like coffee. I mean, you'll read an alcohol. You'll read articles saying that, oh, coffee's great for you. Oh, coffee's bad for you. Oh, alcohol's good for you. Alcohol's bad. It's all in moderation.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I would want to ask you about hydration because uh, the summer season is here, and yesterday I was working. I've been working long hours out uh, outside in the sun. I can see. yes. yeah. I got you know a headache. I got a headache yesterday. I rarely get headaches, and so I I said to myself, I got to put my sunglasses on and just keep hydrating, keep hydrating, keep hydrating. Do you have a? Some people say an ounce per should drink an ounce per uh, half your weight. What do you? What's your take on hydrating and how much water you should drink?
0: All right. So in the army, we use a supplement called drip drop. Uh, it's electrolytes, plain and simple. So if you're going to be outside, it's almost like being an athlete at that sense that, that you're burning off a lot of uh, water, but also a lot of elements in the sense of it's sodium, potassium, magnesium, what's coming through in your sweat. So you need to replete that those electrolytes as much as possible. So you don't feel that headache. So you don't feel that dehydration. As far as a calculation goes, look, I, I saw my last drill. We had a couple of guys fall out um, despite being on drip drop. So I actually tapped into the guys over at Tampa Bay Lightning and the Buccaneers saying, hey, what are your trainers doing? Because we, we deal with these guys all the time. Coop right. uh, was on semifinals um, two weeks ago or so. I forgot where he was with the guys, but he was talking about, hey, in that fifth round when they were in the bubble fifth overtime uh, back in Toronto I mean they literally he goes he walked in the locker room there's nobody in there they're all in the trainers room getting IVs, IVs yeah. so even, even these top-notch athletes are still requiring IVs every now and then so hey, look we've got such great IV places around us and are so easily readily available and you know you got to do something the next day Order an IV I mean it's not it's not rocket science but if not use the gut when it's working so, I'm, look, I'm a University of Florida grad. One of those diplomas up there is yeah. University of Florida, but I'm not a big drinker of Gatorade unless I'm outside sugar. working hard and I'm out there for hours and I know I'm profusely sweating.
2: So, the drip drop is that like I've um, got some biosteel that I bought yeah. the other
0: day. Biosteel, yeah. I think mean, they're sponsoring NHL right now. She's these yeah. guys making biosteel, so, but everyone's making a supplement. We just happen to use drip drop. I'm sure they got the contract yeah. and had right. some good numbers. Element is out there L M N T, right. Lima, Mike, uh, November Tango. Um, That's another element. Just put in some water. Yeah. Put in but you need to drink. These supplements, not just plain water alone, unless you know you're eating really well. Because if not, you can you can really lower your sodium really easy just by drinking plain water. And that's called hyponatremia. Yeah. That will give you a seizure. That will get you in a fast admission to the hospital, and you don't want to do that.
2: Okay. Uh, and you mentioned minerals too. Magnesium is something you told me to start taking. And I've noticed a big difference in that. And it's not just um, – it's, it's helping my sleeping, but just my overall – Uh, health and and focus and everything so is that a big one for you magnesium
0: magnesium i take anywhere from 600 800 milligrams of magnesium thenate or bisglycinate i don't take the citrate version a lot of people don't know citrate i don't like that one because to me it works a little bit more on the gi tract okay um don't want that so the other ones are a little bit better better for relaxing better for absorption for muscles and cramping
2: Have anything else for the doc
1: yeah, I was going to say sleeping just on the topic of sleeping, uh, I had this struggle last night, and this is almost a daily thing, where I'm waking up in the middle of the night constantly. TV.: Well, it's, the TV <laughs> but the TV's off though. When, when, trust me, when Casey's home, the TV's off and it's pitch black and everything and all that, but I still have the problem. I'm waking up at like three a.m. in the morning, I'm waking up at 2 a.m. Uh, what are some kind of some techniques there to, or what, what's going wrong there, you think?
0: Well, you've already said you're watching TV in bed. You're up all night long. So, I mean, there's a multitude of things there. That's why we call it sleep hygiene. Um, You're going to start – my personal – I think I I mentioned this before. I walk out in the garage. I had seven teenagers, eight teenagers outside in the garage. And what were they all doing? Glued to their phones. I look at them all, and they're all like – I think at the time they were like 14. I go, you, all you guys are going to be hypogonadic by time you guys are in your 20s cuz all you do is you're on your phone 24